Hey, look, are you ready for a Hitler joke in German? Okay. Why does Hitler hate golf? Uh, I don't know. Because he always finishes in the bunker. On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News of the Week, TV of the Week, Nazis in South America, Manifest Episode 12 Review, Royal Rumble Predictions, Movies of the Week, and another digital review of Glass. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Guten Tag, meine Damen und Herren. Herzlich willkommen aus Another Digital Citizen. Guten Tag, uh, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Ja, ich bin aus uh, Germany. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bra- Bratwurst. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bratwurst. <laughs> there, there, uh, there is a really funny, funny uh, joke that I I was thinking of doing as as danger joke, and it goes a little like this: It was uh, two Germans that was on work in a in a submarine, and uh, they hit a, a mountain, and uh, uh, the, the the submarine starts leaking. And uh, they go on the radio, and uh, uh, they go, Help, SOS, SOS, we are sinking, we are sinking. And then they hear an Englishman uh, going, What are you thinking about? Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the wi- yep. the window washer joke. Right, I got it. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, how's your week been? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I've just been out of it. I, 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 I don't know. I was either depressed or sick or a combination of both, and it wasn't a great weather. That probably didn't help either, and I just felt crappy oh. all week. I don't know. It's a short week, so this week's going to be because uh, we're doing the show on Tuesday. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I think it was the combination of the, the weather and then just maybe being a little sick and being a little down. I don't know. And then the news this week didn't help. It made me feel like uh, <laughs> there is no helping the world, kind of. So, oh, BuzzFeed this week. I mean, I, I, I have, I have maybe never had so much fun in, with so many fucking lies in my entire life. 
it's it's pretty it's pretty out there i mean uh uh you sent me you sent me this uh, what day was it that you sent me this in a private message? Jeez, Friday you... probably? Friday, Friday night? yeah. Or like Saturday, yeah. like late night or early morning, yeah. one or the other, something like that? Yeah. And I, I, and I start reading it and I go like, fucking BuzzFeed is the one that's coming with all this fake, fake, fake news. And it's so... Oh, it irritates the fuck out of me. I mean, that whole... Well, we, we should get into it uh, f- before we... Yeah. We kind of got to the end of the story uh, and didn't do the beginning of the story. I, I guess the beginning of the story was BuzzFeed came out with a bombshell statement, bro. Bombshell. <laughs> uh, and they said that President Donald Trump directed his former attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie in testimony before Congress. Yeah. Uh, no other... News organization could confirm this. They said it was from two uh, law enforcement, uh, unnamed law enforcement officials that were re- somehow related to the Mueller investigation. Uh, mm-hmm. So unnamed sources was the source. Uh, no, like we said, no other uh, news agency could corroborate this. And then Friday night, Mueller comes out uh, and says. Uh, this is the, from Peter Carr, a spokesman for Mueller's office. BuzzFeed's description of specific statements to the special counsel's office and, and characterizations of documents and testimony obtained by this office regarding Michael Cohen's testimony are not accurate. Saying their AKA story wasn't true. News. Right. Yeah, yeah. AKA false news. But somehow, <laughs> I, I, everybody, CNN, MSNBC, is able to spin this and say... Yeah, but Mueller didn't say what was fake. Oh. <laughs> That's their excuse right now. They didn't say what what the fake part was. They just said that it's not accurate. They didn't say which part wasn't accurate. So the part oh. the part uh, about him telling uh, his lawyer to lie, that could be true. There could be another part in the story that's not true. That's what they're suggesting. But Mueller's not going to come back out and say... No, it's all not. You know, he's not going to do that because that would get, uh, that would be a dead giveaway, basically. It it's it's so like why why trust Buzzfeed on anything? I think I talked about this before on the show, and you were. I think you didn't even believe me. I said something like, "I see Buzzfeed on CNN all the time, and they treat it like legitimate news." And you were like, uh, "I think you." I don't know if it was on the show or we were talking somewhere else. Do you remember me yeah. saying this? Yes, I do. I don't know if it was on the show or if we when we were watching a pay per view or something like that. It could have been. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But I just remember saying to you like, "No, Buzzfeed. They take it as legitimate news on like CNN yeah. and MSNBC. Nobody else thinks that Buzzfeed is legitimate news, but." No, I, I, I remember uh, uh, very distinctly going, ha, 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 oh, you're so funny, look. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, CNN thinks Buzzfeed is a, uh, is a reliable source. And you go, no, bro, it's, it, it is actually true. And I go, really? <laughs> and, right, and... Are you sure? <laughs> I sent you the uh, report, so... It happened, like, right at a very specific time. You could tell Mueller put this yeah. out to have it be, come out on the primetime news uh, yes. uh, 
primetime news slot. So like Anderson Cooper, right when Anderson Cooper went live, that's when Mueller released his statement. And so I sent you the actual broadcast of the Anderson Cooper on CNN. Uh, and did you watch that at all? No, I didn't. Okay, it was basically, uh, you know, talking heads going back and forth, but they were doing, like I said, this Oh, whole... you mean the video you sent me on, uh, from CNN? Yes. Yes, the, I, I, the broadcast. The, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, a, yes. That, was, yeah. The whole, that was the whole broadcast. So I should mention, remember Titty News, bro? Remember Titty News? Yeah. They were posting up yeah. CNN. Well, now the, uh, uh, Titty News is gone, but it's called Pearl Harbor. And they're using the exact same <laughs> thumbnails and everything, so you can tell it's the exact same people. Um... But yeah, in that whole uh, broadcast, they were saying basically what I was saying earlier is that yes, but uh, it doesn't say uh, it doesn't say which part Mueller disputed. They're trying to like work work it around to 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 be like, no, we were, this isn't fake news. This is this wasn't a lie. And then it comes out this week. Buzzfeed says we are continuing to report and determine special counter is disputing. We are confident in the accuracy of our reporting. They said. Mm -hmm. They are not backing down from this. They're still standing by their story, from. I don't know how you stand it's... by... Unless you're saying that Robert Mueller uh, is lying, which I guess is possible. Is that what BuzzFeed's saying? Uh, that's what BuzzFeed is saying. I'm not going to put it past either one of these sides to be lying. What? BuzzFeed or Robert Mueller. No, so no, I can't no. really trust either side. Um... Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but like you said, Fro, the whole, everybody getting up in arms about, uh, what did I, I actually wrote this down because I heard them actually say this on CNN. Uh, uh, people are attacking the credibility of BuzzFeed. Those were the exact mm -hmm. words they said. The credibility <laughs> of BuzzFeed? <laughs> what? <laughs> They're attacking the credibility of BuzzFeed. Like, and then they use this as like... They went from that to it's the t they're attacking the media. You know what I mean? This is an yeah, attack yeah. on the media, and it's BuzzFeed is not <laughs> Reuters. This is not you know what I mean? This is not <laughs> the same thing. It's BuzzFeed. You mean you mean you mean a site that has quizzes like uh, these are twenty trivia questions. We'll separate the millennials from the Gen Setters. Isn't really a news source site. Are you saying that? I mean, the, the, supposedly they have this BuzzFeed News, and then there's BuzzFeed, like, which is the BuzzFeed you're talking about, and BuzzFeed News is, like, yeah. a separate website, but it's still BuzzFeed. Um, Eat a Taco Bell and we will tell you your soulmate's name, but for I example. Is that what you're looking up right now? I was going to say, like... Yeah. Top 20 uh, lipsticks, uh, you'll never guess uh, who made the first n number one or something like that with like a circle and like a red uh, red arrow, right? Um, they Did they like invent the circle and the red arrow, BuzzFeed? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so too. Or at least they like <laughs> ma they, they really got it down to like a science, the, the circle and but, the red. Uh, if you go on BuzzFeed.com, their first biggest story on the top of the page right now is 37 confections about sex that will make you feel less alone. Second one is 29 useful gadgets that people actually swear by. Okay. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Like I said, BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed New Yorks are supposedly separate entities, but (laughs) one reason they really want to make it seem like BuzzFeed is legitimate news, Fro, even though it clearly hasn't ever been and probably won't ever be. Um, Here's the thing. Some people are trying to equate it to, like, the National Enquirer, and I wouldn't even go say it's that low. It's not... Oh, no, no. It's not the Daily World News. It's not reporting no, no. on Bat Boy or something like that. No, no. But it is no. reporting on what Fro said, just drivel and bullshit. Um, mm. But yeah, if you. BuzzFeed itself started. or People want it to be legitimate because they came out with the uh, Steel dossier, Fro. They're the ones that released yeah. that whole. the P, P dossier. Remember that? Yes, so if this not. fake BuzzFeed story, then that makes maybe that BuzzFeed story could be fake, and then that makes the whole Russiagate thing unravel. You see what I mean? So they have to yeah. act like BuzzFeed is legitimate, otherwise the whole Russiagate thing will unravel into just like a big old sweater. It'll just unravel. <laughs> For new listeners, we are not Donald Trump supporters. I know people are going to listen to this. And we are going to have a lot of new listeners because we have gotten a lot of new uh, people into the group because of my involvement with something I will talk about a little later. But but um, we are not Donald Trump supporters. We are we are quite liberal, both me and Luke. We are and accurate we are news not... supporters, is what we are. We are. That right. We don't care. We we just want accurate news reporting and people to not be lied to and then have all these false conceptions of what's going on in the world. Uh, yeah. I mean, did you know there was a, the annuals, annual women's march was this weekend, Fro? The big yeah. women's march? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't even barely on the news, by the way, here at yeah. all. Yeah. No, it's a sad, sad, sad week. Uh... Uh, to make it even more sad in Norway, uh, the Norwegian government expands collection uh, uh, with uh, the Christian Democrats. Guess how happy I am about this. Uh, not a lot. No, not a lot. I'm not really happy about this. The Norwegian right-wing government on to, uh, Thursday reached a deal to bring out the country's small Christian Democratic Party into the ruling coalition from the parliament majority. In power since 2013, the government uh, can now uh, count on majority, 88 seats in the out of 169 seats, uh, which is supported by eight Christian Democrat seats, uh, but the cost of uh, a compromise over abortion! We're making it harder to take an abortion in Norway. Okay. Uh, uh. Uh, Okay, we're going to talk more about abortion a little later, actually, surprisingly enough. But Yes. uh, Aren't these Christian Democrats the same ones as the ones that were being accused of being the Nazis that were storming that town? Uh, No. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Uh, But but, but, uh, it's, it's pretty awful. I mean... Uh, the ruling parties had to uh, agree to amend an abortion law to have them in uh, the government. So they could maintain power, a conservative power. Yes. Right. Yeah. So this is, this is awful news. (laughs) That's that's exactly what Theresa May did though, right? With the, 
Yep. That whole uh, right wing or the Christian, uh, the Christian Irish, something. I can't even remember what they were. Yeah, no, they they called something very strange. I don't even remember either. But they were also against uh, abortion. I remember that, and uh, against a, a gay marriage and everything else. And she ha- she had to, otherwise she wouldn't have gotten majority, I guess. But is it better to have the majority and be in power, or maintain your credibility? You know what I mean. And I think I guess for these people, it's better to maintain your power. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it it is uh, it is it is very very strange, and and I I I think it's incredibly unfortunate uh, I, uh, to to play play with uh, uh, people's power over their own bodies. Uh, one of the worst ideas we had. We have really really good abortion laws. Here in Norway, that uh, uh, take care of women's power over their body and the right to protect uh, uh, people in in a hard uh, situation. So I'm I'm very proud to live in a country that is uh, quite liberal when it comes to abortion laws. Uh, I'm not so proud uh, now that we're making it harder. Uh, to say it mildly. Sure. This is an election year there, right, though? Uh, At least according Um, to Trom, that I remember him saying that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the local election, yeah. Will that have any effect? Will you be able to... No. Okay. No. The local election uh, is is just local government. They have absolutely no... uh, Mm, They can pressure other lawmakers. If you get enough of them together, you could use them to pressure yeah, higher up lawmakers. Yeah, they would never do it. Uh, uh, it's not organized like that in Norway. Sure, okay. Yeah. I mean, if enough people come out, you can pressure anybody to do stuff. It's just... <laughs> if, if the French have taught us anything recently, that's that's yes. what they've taught us. <laughs> yeah. In all other Norway news, maybe you want to talk about this Norway news. Sure. Uh, Norwegian police said Friday they were investigating a knife attack in Oslo by a suspected mm-hmm. assailant from Russia as a possible terror attack. Mm-hmm. A man sta- uh, stabbed a woman Thursday in a shop in central Oslo in broad daylight. Okay. The yep. woman is in critical but stable condition in the hospital. Uh, the, suspect- the suspect was arrested shortly afterwards. Uh, the reasons to examine whether the knife attack was terror-related and the investigation will try to clarify this. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing anything about, like, theft. You know what I mean? It doesn't say he stabbed her and stole her purse anywhere. No, no, no. Uh, uh, the reason why I think it's terror-related is uh, because of uh, uh, him saying that there will be more people coming uh, and also uh, that he was willing to do more. Um, uh, so they are afraid of 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 uh, uh, this getting out of hand. Right, right okay. now, it's just one man, but but uh, we're not not sure at this moment. This is a, a case that we will follow because it's pretty new uh, right now, and they haven't been very open of course not uh, about this because it's 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 hard to report on this because 
want to keep some things quiet uh, because PST, uh, the the Norwegian FBI uh, or CIA, uh, whatever, uh, is working uh, uh, on looking into this. Uh, his lawyer, uh, two days ago or yesterday, uh, came out in the news and said uh, that my client is extremely dangerous uh, and uh, that my client uh, has uh, relations to organizations in other countries. Oh, okay. Um, so this kind, kind of, of, at least according to yeah. the movie, uh, 22nd of July, there was the whole part where Breivik actually said, like, oh, there's all these other that are going to follow me, and that never happened. Right. This kind of sounds like right. that. Like, maybe this guy is a kind of doing a copycat thing of that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about... No, so this just happened to Dayfro. Oh, oh, uh, I'll let you go after this, but in Russia, the U.S. Marine that got arrested for spying in Russia? Did you see this? No. Uh, no. Apparently, the lo his lawyer... I, I woke up, and this was just breaking news on... Uh, uh, this morning, uh, the lawyer for the guy, for the Marine, said that he was found with state Russian state secrets on a thumb drive, and that the lawyer and the guy are saying he doesn't know how they got in his bag or luggage or in his possession. They don't know how the U.S. Bree drive with the Russian state secrets got there, but apparently they were the, the guy was in possession of them. So that's a, wow. that's kind of breaking news. So continue. No, I, I was just saying that uh, we definitely are going to follow this. Uh, the only thing that uh, the reason why we're not telling you more is actually that we don't really know anymore uh, because they are being careful of what what to tell us right. about it. This could just be somebody who uh, went a little nutty and had a knife and stabbed somebody, or it could be mm -hmm. something more serious. We don't know yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, Facebook's uh, WhatsApp limited users to five texts uh, forwards to curb rumors. What is this all about? Right, they're trying to stop fake news, bro. Uh, Facebook's I Facebook Inc.'s WhatsApp is limited, limiting worldwide the number of times a user can forward a message to five starting Monday. Uh, the WhatsApp user could could forward twenty uh, to individuals or groups. Uh, the limit of five is is an expansion of a measure WhatsApp put in India in July to stop the spread of rumors on social media that led to killings and lynching attempts. Okay. I guess I'd need more info on that. Um, like how those things are actually connected. But, uh, yeah, WhatsApp's owned by Facebook. We should mention that. Actually, you know Instagram's owned by Facebook also. <laughs> I think it's funny when people are like, I, I'm not on Facebook. I, I hate Facebook, but I'm on Instagram. Uh, yeah. They're owned by the same people. <laughs> like, if you're trying to fight the power, that's not a great way to do it. Um, WhatsApp has around 1.5 billion users and has been trying to find ways to stop misuse of the app following global concerns the platform was, be using, was being used to spread fake news, manipulate photos and videos without context, audio hoaxes, uh and uh, with no way to monitor the origin or the full reach. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty. Um, is it is it good? Is it a good uh, limitation? Um, 
Well, it's going to stop the, mo- sure. the Momo challenge. That That's probably what they're really worried about. You remember the Momo the challenge? The what? The what challenge? The Momo challenge? Look it up, Fro. What was it was, oh. it was like a thing where like people sent this thing over WhatsApp and it was it was trying to scam people to like get their phone numbers and get, uh, get you know get information on them but they were using this oh, yeah. picture from like a Japanese artist to yes. scare people into calling yeah. it was like if you don't call this number in 15 minutes you're gonna die or something like that <laughs> something ridiculous yeah, the, the suicide challenge yeah I remember. Uh, which actually was uh, everything. All the things they said that were related to suicide, none of them were actually related to that. But whatever. No. I mean, no. scare tactics. It's the same kind of scare tactics we saw w- uh, for video games when we were kids. Whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. This is. I mean, in a way, it's all right. But like I've said in the past, this is one of those things where um, as soon as you see this kind of censorship happening, it might seem small at the beginning, but you just got to keep an eye out for getting bigger and bigger and bigger you know as far as and that's that's kind of the problem with it that, like uh we we've spoken about before uh, uh i'm a big supporter of of things being on on par with things but but uh, the freedom of speech is really important to me and forwarding more more than five people uh, like i don't really understand it it's 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 kind of let's say i had 10 friends that i wanted to forward my article on uh hydro gasoline or something sure I'm okay making some something off uh, top of my head i i won't be able to do that now then it looks like when well, that I is the problem, right? They're yeah. they're suggesting they're using this to fight fake news, but in reality, yeah. what's going to happen is you're also at the same time as trying to stop fake news, uh, working against resistance movements, uh, people yeah. who are trying to build um, protest movements, uh, especially in the last few years. I mean, Facebook. That's one of the reasons I think. Facebook has been so attacked in the last year and a half, two years, is because that's where all those protest movements started. Black Lives Matter, Dapple, mm. uh, uh, the Women's uh, March, I guess. It, uh, what, what was before the Women's March that started on Facebook? Because the Women's March really was on Twitter. Before that, mm. there was uh, something else. I can't even remember, but... Uh, and that that was started on Facebook by a Hawaiian lady, and all these things that started on Facebook. So I think this is it's more they want to try to st- t- uh, tamp down the ability to p- of people to uh, create groups to uh, fight the structural uh, problems in our society. And they're like, oh crap, we can't have all these people organizing, otherwise things are going to change. So <laughs> we better stop that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's, uh, it's, it looks like uh, that's that's what they're doing, and I I am not sure if I like the trend. To to be honest with you, I mean, we uh, at this point YouTube is lost. We've lost YouTube yeah. to the other yeah. side. They're no longer on our side, uh, and it's just a matter of time before all these other websites do the same. Uh, I, I mean, like the. They're a business. They can do whatever they want, and I imagine eventually we're another uh, messaging app like that's going to pop up, just like it did in China when they banned 
uh, Twitter in China, and then just another app popped up for everybody to use, and they uh, fought the government that way. So, yeah. Never in my world of uh, worlds I have ever seen people being more mad of a guy in a Trump uh, supporting uh, cap smiling to a Native American than I have this week. This has been very, very, very big news in America. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's big news there as well, or? Yes. Okay. I mean, the viral video itself was went big on the internet first, you know what I mean, as far mm -hmm. as where it started, and then the news organizations picked it up. Um, it's uh, Let's start this out. Uh, uh, the fear over a behavior of Catholic students uh, from Kentucky towards Native American elder during the weekend, uh, during the weekend protests in Washington, D.C., took a turn Sunday uh, with the emergence of a new video. Uh, I'm going to move down. A viral video, three minutes and forty-four seconds, uh, that showed the teenagers wearing uh, one of them wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat, uh, laughing mm. and hooting and hollering around uh, surrounding Phillips, uh, the Native American, uh, drew wide, widespread con uh, condemnation and promote uh, prompted the school and the diocese of Covington to issue an apology. A longer version of the incident is uh, makes it seem more complex, and now it has surfaced. Uh, the rush of uh, the rush to judge teenagers is coming under attack. The one hour and forty six minute video. So we're going from a th like a four minute video, fro, to a mm. almost two hour long video. Uh, presents a fuller picture of the Friday's events that culminated with students uh, from the all male Catholic high school. Uh, to come face-to-face -face with a longtime Native American activist, Vietnam veteran, uh, as he chanted and banged on a drum in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, how, how much of this have you seen, as far as video goes? Because... I've, I've seen... I've seen many clips. Uh, it, uh, I haven't seen the long, long two-hour one. Right, who's going to sit down and watch two hours of this, seriously? Uh, no. Unless you're, like, being paid, unless you uh, work for a news organization, but uh, I've well. seen enough of it that I can, I can kind of tell what's going on, and there's multiple angles. I want to say there's four different people filming on their phones from four different angles. Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. go around and you just kind of... Uh, find one part of it and then get it from all those different angles you can kind of figure out what's going on um this actually fro i had this down as like the video we were going to watch at the end of our news like we usually watch you know what i mean because it was right. a viral video right. and I, I when i first saw the three minute version or four minute version i guess um i was offended i was like oh my gosh mm -hmm. this is terrible mm -hmm. um yeah. and i i I sat back and thought about it at, like bef like that night, and I'm going, there's got to be something more to this story, because this just, I don't understand how um, the teachers of this school students would allow them to just get away with this. It was my first initial thought. How would a bunch of, there had to have been teachers there with them, right? Because it's right. a school thing. They were all, they were on a field trip, trip, and they were waiting for the school bus to return to pick them up. That's what I was to understand from. So how mm. I was like, how would the teachers just allow all these students to do this without saying, hey, shut up, or hey, you're going to get in trouble, or something like that? Right. Then this video comes out, and it turns out that this whole thing wasn't what it seemed like at all. <laughs> no. 
And uh, that is that is kind of the problem with this news. This is again. Uh, it's d- uh, it reminds uh, what was uh, Office Space, bro? The jump to conclusions, Matt. Remember in Office yes. Space? It's yes. everybody in the news owns a jump to conclusions, Matt, and they're all just standing at the end of it, and they saw that video, and they were like. I better jump. They closed their eyes and just jumped to a conclusion. They didn't. They didn't do any research or do anything like that. They didn't like go background check any of the things or ask other people. Uh, what, what they just saw the video and reacted. And then a day later, it comes out. As far as I can tell from watching a few of the videos and also just seeing research done by other reporters, uh, mostly online or on YouTube. There, it. What really happened here is there was a kind of there was. Uh, these uh, black guys who were yelling at the white kids most probably because one of the white kids was wearing a Trump hat. I mean, really, Mm -hmm. if that kid wasn't wearing a Trump hat, do you think this would have ever been news? No. Right. Okay. So these guys are yelling at them probably because the kid's wearing a Trump hat. So they're, you know, yelling at the, but they're whatever they're high school kids. So the native American guys are there for a different protest. Uh, The Catholic students were there for an anti-abortion protest. Like I said, we're getting back to abortion because they're Catholic. Remember, Mm -hmm. they're against abortion. So they were there for that protest. Native Americans were there for an indigenous people's march, two different protests. So Mm -hmm. the black guys are yelling at the kids and then the Native Americans see this happening and they realize, oh, crap, this could pop off and something bad could happen. So he steps in between the two of them. So what he was trying to do was defuse the situation between these this group of kids and, and these guys. Uh. And in doing so, the camera made it look like these kids surrounded him when, in fact, he went to the kids. To them, yeah. <laughs> right. And the, the thing is, this is not the first time he has done this. Uh, he's uh, pulled multiple stunts uh, in front of frat houses and other venues, grabbing his drum and, and confronting any ground of young people. He, he thinks he can goad, so... I had um, not heard that yet. What I actually heard, oh, yeah. Froso, I don't know if this is true, or if you're, what you're saying is true, but that wasn't even his drum. There was another guy there uh, oh. that was interviewed, and he said that the Native American said the Native American elder went to him and said, hey, can I borrow your drum? And then he used the drum that he borrowed from the guy to uh, make his point. Uh and like he w- apparently the song he was singing was like a a, a spiritual uh, hymn to Native Americans, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to calm the situation. He was trying to get people to um, stop paying attention to whatever. What I'm what I'm to understand is okay. They have all these things like the teenagers were ch- were chanting chanting this, chanting that. Build the wall is one thing they were saying they were ch- chanting. According mm. to the school. Uh, these guys were yelling at them. And they were yelling profanities and race, race-related things. Uh, probably, like I said, because of this Trump hat. Uh, and the school said to the kids, "Hey, let's chant our school theme song to drown out the verbal abuse." And that's what the chanting mm. was: was them trying to drown out the verbal abuse from these other people. So the whole thing was a huge misunderstanding. But it just reminds me of that meme with the camera. Uh, and the guy watching the TV, and then the next frame is you see the wider picture of what's really happening, and it's a whole different story, you know what I mean? Um, that's really what this is. And it puts... Mm. 
it doesn't help after the BuzzFeed story to make uh, m- mainstream media look any better after this. So, no. And again, we are not Donald Trump supporters. <laughs> but this doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump except no. the kids wearing a hat. And how, right. honestly, the kid's 15 or 16 years old. How much does he really understand of what that hat means? When I was that age, I didn't. I wouldn't have known. Uh, but I, I know, I know, listeners that 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 uh, that are are liberal as us goes like. Arr, 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 arr. Oh, they are Donald Trump supporters. They right. no, we're we're just after the fucking truth, people. <laughs> I and I'm also in a way defending little kids because they didn't know any better. When I was 16, I would have said some stupid shit if some guy got in my face with a drum. I would, I would have, because I would. If it was a yeah. cop, if it was a cop when I was 16, I would have said some just off the wall because I was a kid that just didn't give a crap you know what I mean so yeah I would have done that when I was 16 hey let's talk about some good democratic news one of my favorites has finally entered the 2020 US presidential uh, uh, race and it's Kamala Harris Woo-hoo! I don't like I'm her happy about this okay no, I, I'm, I'm being I'm being uh uh, uh Stupid. I'm okay, just... you're being uh, facetious. Sarcastic. I guess it is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sarcastic. Yeah. No. No. I don't care about her. She. she I was. I was unsure because you sent me this story, so I was like, I don't know. Maybe Fro is excited for her. Some people are. No. no They're saying she is the at the top of the pile right now. I just read an article this morning that said she's uh, that she's the person to beat on the Democratic side, according to the mainstream media. <laughs> I don't believe it. I mean, it. I, I, I would vote for her a thousand times before I would vote for Trump, so... Sure, I guess so. I think I would actually vote Green again before voting for her, mostly because of her views on uh, the prison, uh, the industrial prison yeah. uh, complex. Uh, yeah. She's supported them in the past and has taken lots of money from them. And the other thing is she really doesn't have that much experience. Um, no. She has not been no, a no. senator for all that long. She never had any uh, uh, She never had any experience before that. And so her track record is not that extensive. That's the one problem. And she has taken money from people in the past who you or I don't agree with. So that's my only problem with her. Uh, it says here, Kamal Harris, the barrier breaking California Senator and former state attorney general has officially launched her presidential campaign for 2020, jumping into an increasingly diverse democratic field dominated by a new generation of women and minority candidates. Right. Until Bernie gets in there and then they can mm. say, they'll continue to say that and act like he doesn't exist. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm actually worried because Bernie needs to get in there quick. Because if he gets in there, if he's like the twentieth person to enter, it's not going to be great. Um, no, I, I I have a prediction for you. I I'm going to predict that. Uh, let's see, we are in the end of January. I will be very 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 surprised if he is not in the uh, race uh, at least in February. 
well, it's definitely going to happen. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Right. But he's uh, what's a good word for it? He's building his team. That's already been confirmed that like he's building up right. a a, ba- a a backing. So it's going to happen. It's just when is it going to happen? I think he's just waiting for the exact right time. Uh, he. Bernie's still working. He's still a senator, so he's actually passing bills. He just put in a bill this week to to try to get fifteen dollar minimum wage again. So he's still doing he's still doing his Bernie thing. He's like, I have a job to do. I'm still a senator. I can't just like go out of my way and uh, run for president all the time. Uh, yeah, like Kamala Harris, who has backing by giant banks and stuff. Uh, but according to her, she's not taking any uh, any giant money, even though. She just went uh, and had all these meetings with all these Wall Street bankers, but that's fine. Wasn't she uh, attached to J.P. Morgan? I don't know the exact ones, but I know she went uh, over the last few weeks. She's been doing multiple meetings with multiple kind of banking institutions, uh, some associated with Hillary Clinton. I have a t- I have a weak memory of of hearing that. She was connected to J.P. Morgan in, in Okay, I'm some seeing ways. something here, actually. Uh, in her book, she recounts a shadow of a... Uh, was something I read about J.P. Morgan, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, no, no. I, I mean... I I I would I I still would vote for her if she was the only one uh, on on against Trump. <laughs> I don't uh, think she, if do if, if she's going to be anything, she should be VP. Like I said, she doesn't have enough experience. If she's going to be something, put her as vice president. Don't put her as the presidential candidate. She's not going to beat Trump at this point. I don't think no. anybody except for Bernie and maybe Biden. If people, um, oh, Biden would win. I, I don't. Think. I don't. I still. I have a hard time with Biden because he's gonna. There's a lot of ammo against that guy, and he. You know, he's yeah. run for president twice already and didn't win either of those yeah. times. The one person uh, they're really pushing also, besides Kamala Harris, is Beto O'Rourke, who yeah. ran for Senate at, at, last year and lost, and now he's like the number two. How do you lose a candidacy and then become the number two to try to win against Trump? I don't get that, but I know. But yeah, no. Uh, if you want to to read what she or what she thinks she 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 wants you to know, go to CamillaHarris.org and make your own damn find up. Right, I know there's plenty of people that like her, and so if you if you want to vote for her, that's fine. Um, oh, just yeah. make sure you know her actual policies and stuff she actually stands for in the past, especially because uh, she's going to try to hide that. <laughs> she definitely will. Yep. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think she, I definitely think she has a shot. I don't think she has a shot against Trump. No, definitely not. Uh, I, I just see right now, at least the uh, with the candidates we have, everybody seems like they're just trying to out uh, on the Democratic side. They're all just trying to out Bernie, Bernie. That's the goal right now. Out Bernie, Bernie before Bernie gets in there. And then uh, if you're doing all the things Bernie was doing, maybe you'll be able to win. Doesn't it seem like that's the goal here? Nobody's taking PAC money and all these other things. Uh, They're trying to use the Bernie model from 2016 and expecting it to work on a corporate candidate. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. 
So, uh, have you heard of this fucking stupid bird box challenge? I have, yeah. Somebody died in a car crash, apparently. <laughs> so extremely smart. Uh, if people out there don't know what the bird box challenge is, how would you... Uh, well, if you've you seen Bird say? Box, the movie... Yes. They have to mm-hmm. go, the part where they leave the house and they have to blindfold themselves, but also go and get food from the grocery store, so they use the GPS on their car to try to drive, uh, using the sound when the, it says to turn, which never would work, because your GPS tells you to turn, what, two seconds before the turn actually is there? Just to, like, mm. notify you? So, in reality, that's just a dumb idea to begin with. B- but it's a movie. But people tried tried this. They decided, we're going to go walk around the city or drive my car uh, blindfolded. And videotape it, you know, for YouTube. Yeah, and uh, people have now been crashing their cars. <laughs> and, uh, like you said, people have actually died now. Uh, right, it says YouTube had pulled Tide Pod Challenge videos in 2018 when parents lost custody of their kids in 2017 after performing a string of apparently... Oh, wait, no. That's... Oh, that's actually about, um... Daddy of Five, isn't it, probably? Did you ever hear about that? That guy? No, I didn't. Uh, this guy who was like... uh, Probably... Yeah, it is. Daddy of Five looked that up for it was this guy that got kicked off YouTube for just basic like his YouTube channel was uh, uh, me abusing my children the YouTube channel it was terrible um, wow. and he had tons of like views tons of views millions of subscribers wow. let's see so yeah uh, they pulled the it, it says here the service has updated skylines to uh, meaning YouTube to directly ban all challenges and pranks that are dangerous or harmful, including activities that cause severe emotional distress for kids or make any target thinks think they're in serious physical danger. There will be a two month grace period where YouTube sorry, won't apply a strike against a channel that violates a policy, although it still will remove any offending videos posted during that time period. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, they're going to, this again is like, st- seems like a good idea, but it's that slippery slope yeah. thing where once you start yeah. banning one thing, like, uh, remember planking, Fro? People died planking, yeah. but is that yeah. inherently dangerous, or are people yeah. just idiots? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, planking was so popular, it is, even in, in the office. The American office to make fun of planking. Oh, right, like yeah. Planking, planking was a trend. Jeez. Everybody was doing it. But people died, like, doing it on balconies of, you know, 40-story yeah. buildings and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Because people are stupid. The cinnamon challenge. Is that inherently dangerous? Maybe. Uh, yeah, did did I... anybody die? I never heard anybody dying of that, but... It's just, you know, where's the line of challenge? Then then I start thinking all those uh, YouTube videos that are like Matt Stoney. You know who Matt Stoney is, bro? Competitive eater? Hot dog yes, kid? Yes, yes. Right. He does videos that's like giant nacho challenge. Is that going to get kicked off YouTube because it might make people obese? Mm-hmm. So you, it, where's, the, where's the line, I guess, is my point. <laughs> no, and it's a, it's a very, very, very good point. 
people don't think about it like that. So, we at least we have a viral video I have not heard about. This was my backup viral video because the other one didn't work out with the <laughs> with the Covington kids. So, right. let's watch the backup one. A man jumps off the side of a cruise ship. Apparently, him and his friends were banned for life from this cruise ship. So, okay, let's check it out, bro. I've never seen this. Are you ready? Yep. In three. Two, one, play. Do it! Oh, loud. <laughs> Fucking Nick! Okay, he's standing oh there, and... Wow, that is stupid. Holy shit! <laughs> he could be very, very hurt right now. If he would've went sideways, he would be dead. Yeah. yeah. But he landed yeah. straight in, so I guess we're gonna get slow-mo now. Fucking Nick! Uh, I'm guessing the same. Oh Fucking Nick, <laughs> no. bro. Uh, Holy shit. These kids are clearly drunk as hell. You can tell just by yeah. his laugh. Yeah. Alright, we can stop it there. <laughs> Morons. Still pretty impressive. What? The jump is still pretty impressive. It is. I wish just people would stop being so stupid. Stop <laughs> being stupid and stop thinking we support Trump. I, I, I have to tell you this story now. I will tell it now before uh, we do the next thing. Uh, I, I got the message uh, this week. I'm not going to, to like, on, on Facebook uh, saying, like, oh, I listened to your, your show. Uh, I hear that you both say you're liberals, but you're fucking Trump supporters, really, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, I went, okay. Bye. <laughs> what was the reasoning behind us being Trump supporters? Uh, I think we said something against them, uh, the investigation. Or, right. Or we pulled out something. So, yeah. Right, because we're not conspiracy theorists. We're Trump supporters. Yeah. I voted yes. for Jill Stein. Let's remind that to everybody, which <laughs> isn't any better for some Democrats. They think voting for Jill Stein is like being a Trump supporter. So I can't win, apparently. And froze from Norway. So we can't even vote in America. So that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I would never vote for that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, we'd. Ne uh, yes, I would never vote for Donald Trump. Even if oh. in two months he legalized marijuana across the whole country, gave us health care, <laughs> and every... I still wouldn't vote for him. Because he's n not a politician. <laughs> Let's move on. Now to the segment that Jeremy looks forward to the most. Uh, some Eurovision. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Spain this week. Uh, with... Uh, Lavenda by Mickey, and uh, uh, this is a party song, that's for sure. Uh, what did oh, you think yeah. about this? I mean, I enjoyed it. it, it felt very Eurovision, but it had a distinct yes. Spanish feel that I enjoyed, mm -hmm. but it also kind of had like a mm, ska band kind of feel to yes. it, even though it yeah. was yeah. like a Spanish influence, but it had like the, the backup horns, which I mean, backup horns. Are very Spanish as well, or Mex you know Mexican uh, kind of, I guess that backup horn in, uh, section. Uh, overall, this pr the presentation wasn't as exciting as some other Eurovision no. songs. Um, no, 
the singing was really good. I like the back, like I said, I like the backup um, horns. Uh, the song was very exciting. It had a part in it very clearly they put in there to use for crowd engagement where he's doing yeah. the, the chant. So that's going to get the yeah. crowd into it, um, which is mm -hmm. always a thing you need for Eurovision. Mm -hmm. So overall, the only big problem I had with it was as production value as far as the presentation. That was my only big problem. What about you? I think that's something they can fix uh, towards Eurovision, though, uh, because that's my only complaint as well with this song. Uh, this is a party song. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that this uh, was from Spain. Spain usually sends uh, ballads. Like yeah, last year we had the the duo singing to each other, but this is really up tempo. This is going to work very 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 well uh, in Eurovision. And uh, out of the uh, the, the uh, we have heard uh, Albania and now Spain. Out of the two, I I, I know who my winner is. <laughs> it's definitely Spain. Oh, yeah, and that's I, easy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, and and I think this uh, with a little better production um, behind it and some fine tuning to Eurovision, this will bring uh, the party feeling into Eurovision, and I think. I, I think that will, will work funny enough. So I'm I'm very positive about this song. Um, uh, a friend of mine said it it, it, it is a, a song that you you turn off uh, on and you feel like okay it's time to drink it's time to party, and and that's a good thing when it comes to Eurovision. So. Especially if it's between a ballad, two ballads, or in in between a lot of ballads, this is something I, I think will catch the the audience, as you said, because especially when when they have a part of it that is very like, uh, do this, clap in your hands, right, sing sing like me, so it it works. But uh, out of ten, look, what will you give it? I give it five point five. 5.5 uh, out of 10. That's pretty good from you uh, in Eurovision. Um, I would give this uh, a 7.5 um, out of 10 in Eurovision standards. Okay. It, it, it just works. Uh, I think this, this is going to be as as far as we have it now, this is the biggest, biggest contender for winning. You said listening to only two songs. <laughs> so that's true. Did you know we have an email address? It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we don't have any emails, but we have an email address. Or if you want to message us. And you don't want to email us? Just send us a message at f Facebook. Another digital citizen on Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now over two hundred people in our Facebook group, and uh, now I can talk a little about it because uh, I uh, came involved with something called the ACA. Have you heard about the ACA? Look. Uh, I think that's like an animal shelter here, so might probably is something different there, but maybe not. What is it? <laughs> It's it's definitely something. <laughs> it's it's 
the atheist community of Austin. <laughs> so uh, the ACA is a atheist community based in Austin, Texas, uh, and uh, we're we're going to have a guest on next week. We'll, we'll talk about it a little later. That uh, I met. Uh, uh, there and we will talk about atheism next week but we will talk about that a little later but it's it's going to be it's 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 quite interesting and uh, a lot of people from from the ACA has now become a member of uh, another digital citizen so thank you yeah thank you hopefully you enjoy the show and like Fro said we're not Trump supporters even though we don't <laughs> believe in Rus- Russiagate that's the only difference between us and yeah <laughs> Manifest episode 12, or as I call it, Snoozefest. What is this episode about? All right, let me get up the... I was not prepared for the description. Here it is. Okay, when Cal is discovered missing from his bedroom, Grace and Ben launch a desperate search which takes them uh, to remote mountains of upstate New York. A tantalizing trail of breadcrumbs leads them to a startling, game-changing discovery. Meanwhile, Michaela confronts a deceptive Autumn, and the shadowy Major finally makes an appearance. Yeah, let's talk about that first. So okay. Let's do the Major thing first. Were you surprised who the Major was? I don't. still don't know who the Major is. <laughs> so, I guess so. <laughs> who the fuck is this? We've never seen this person before. No, this is the first time yeah. we've ever seen them. So, they, they were introducing it like... It was supposed to be a big deal just because this yep. is the major, but we've never seen yep. this character before, and it's not like never. a famous actress where it would be like, oh, it's Renee, uh, it's Russo, uh, yeah, it's Renee Russo, or it's I was yeah. trying to think of somebody, somebody even more famous, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Renee sure, it's Gina Davis. We were like yeah. somebody you haven't seen in a long time, so like that kind of. It felt like it was supposed to be a reveal, and it was. It was revealing this is the major, um, but it felt a little bit anticlimactic to me. Yeah, no, super anticlimactic, and uh, I was so disappointed in this because it made absolutely no sense. Because they introduced her. Like, we sh- were supposed to know her, and we have absolutely no fucking clue who this lady is. Right, and she just says, I'm buying a house in New York. That's pretty much, and we just see, <laughs> we see her, we never really get a huge, like, background or anything else on her, so we're gonna, we'll find more about this character in the future, but I was assuming this was going to be a season-long thing, and we yes. might find out yes. in the last episode, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yes. then they were just like... Nope, we're going to blow it. It's clear in, from this episode, I don't know if you felt this way, Fro, but this show, they're, this is, they've lost, they've lost it. And what I mean, they're, lo- I mean, they're losting it. They're, they're, sh- they're writing the show like the show Lost, where they're just, they're going w- with the moment. They're like, okay, uh, now this happens. And then they're writing it on the spot. Is that what you're feeling or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. It feels like the it's like it's like wrestling booking this show. It's wrestling booking the TV show. Yeah, maybe right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what's going to go over. Let's try this. There's a part in this where they're driving. They're not oh. to the mountains yet. They're driving to the mountains. They get to the church, fro, and he goes, "Oh, look at that statue!" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's gonna be oh!" 
And it was a statue of like a, a soldier. And I was like, that's not yeah. the same statue. Yeah. I was so convinced it was right. going to be the statue. statue. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I wrote down the same thing. I, I, I wrote down, yay, we see the statue. <laughs> oh, it's not the right statue. <laughs> oh, we're never going to see that statue again, are we? No, never. Uh, and <laughs> so I guess our cliffhanger here is kind of a two-part cliffhanger because we find out yeah. that Cal didn't get kidnapped. He, the, the, he was following the calling. The calling took him to this cabin to meet somebody. He didn't know who it was. He just knew this person was coming to meet him there. This hiker shows up like f- frozen, frozen person. Uh, mm. They deep, they, um, I was going to say they defrost him. They bring him back to, <laughs> they, they bring him back to health. They put him in front of a fire and whatever. They, they kind of do defrost him to be honest. Um, That's and he comes to, and we find out that this guy, uh, n- was stuck in a, a cave, got uh, snowed in inside this cave, and he only had this magazine, and the last page of the magazine had the main character's picture on it, and so he has got her picture in his pocket, uh, and then we find out that the magazine is from a full year ago, and that mm. he is also a time traveler uh, who is somehow connected to the the whole plane disappearing somehow, right? Yeah, but... My biggest problems with this episode is one, uh, the kidnapping of uh, Cal was anticlimactic. Two, the cur- uh, the colonel or the leader was anticlimactic, and this episode felt very, very anticlimactic. I mean, I don't mind the ending. I thought the ending was uh, had uh, like. It felt like the reveal of the major could have been the ending, and that would have been an anticlimactic ending. But it kept yeah. going, and we got the ending of the hiker, and this him time traveling, and him being, uh, yeah. What's her name? Not uh, Michaela is seeing his visions. Those are the the calling yes. she's getting, and he's seeing her vision. So somehow they're psychically connected, is what it's seeming like. Uh, maybe this guy was like frozen in a block of ice, like in Sino Man. I'm not really sure. Yeah, no, I I have no clue. What do, would you rate this episode, by the way? Oh, I didn't give it a rating. Uh, s- uh five, super average. Yeah. Four point five from from me. A okay. Under, under. But yeah, no, uh, like. I, I I wish I I could say I don't want to cover this anymore, but we are too deep in in this, and it's not that many episodes left. Yeah, so. four, four more episodes, I think it is, and I don't know. We'll probably yeah. take a break of doing TV and do Eurovision, unless something really big comes up, and just do your Eurovision for a while. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see. It depends how much Eurovision news we have when we cover it. When we get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, TV rounds. Gosh, uh, darn it. Uh, I've seen a lot of TV this week. Let's start with the most fun thing. Big Brother uh, Celebrity Edition is back. Did you see this first episode? Uh, United States Celebrity Big Brother. You got to be kind of... Yes. Because... Yeah, right. Um, Season 2... Yeah, I saw the first episode. What do you think? Uh, I was uh, very, very happy. 
it was a good episode. Uh, <coughs> it uh, it, it uh, looks like an interesting bunch of uh, people, and uh, I I think they have done a, a very very good job in getting the celebrities they have. Uh, maybe I should look it up now, but has there been any backlash against Tom Green maybe being called a sexist from the show? I don't know. But, Was it just uh, me that noticed this bit? Uh, yeah, no. Okay, let me... I'm going to look it up real quick and make sure... I'm just going to go Tom Green News, but I even wrote it down. There's a part where they're they're entering the house, and it's the first six, or first... Right? Yeah, something yeah, like that. first six, yeah. Uh, no, it does not look like I'm seeing anything about it, but Tom Green, they're all walking upstairs, they're checking out the different rooms, they're going up to see the gym, and Tom Green goes, hey, look, sandwiches! And he looks over at Eva Marie and says, hey, Natalie, you want a sandwich? Sandwich! Sandwich, Natalie, would you like a sandwich? sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's terrible, uh, you know, know, in this day and age, because he's saying, hey, you're too skinny, you need to gain some weight, but at the same time, I laughed, because it's Tom Green. Yeah. He was hilarious. Yeah. This whole episode, he was the so best part. So funny, so funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, they have the, done a tremendously good work with the casting of this. It looks like they they chosen the 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 right bunch of people. That's for sure. And Kato Kalin was so so interesting. I loved it. Yeah, and the interaction between Tom Green and the Mooch. I mean, he would didn't they didn't get yeah. into it. He was just pointing out, "Hey, I got fired by uh, Trump on The Apprentice, and you right. got fired yeah. by him as well." It's funny. Yeah. Tom Green definitely has a chance, but the thing I see happening here, just because it's Big Brother, people mm-hmm. getting really annoyed by him if he continues being the jokester. But I, my guess is he'll calm down after the first day. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and uh, 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 the competition for head of household were interesting. It's going to be interesting to see when they have to fight against each other. Um, right, one Ryan gets Lock- gets put on the block, the right? One. Yeah. Who do you want and, to see uh, between I, those two on the block, and who do you want to see as head head uh, of household? Oh, I will. I won't try out. Uh, he, he, I didn't like him before he went in, and I, I don't like him now either. So it's funny. I don't like either of those guys. Is that, is that weird? The other guy seems no. like a real kind of uh, Kate, self, Kate self-centered Kate. guy who lives yeah. in the past. I don't know. But the Cake Wars guy is actually pretty cool. I, lo- uh, I watch Halloween Wars and Cake Wars and things like that. He's a good, he's a good host. Okay, Actually. I don't know, just the way they portrayed him, because I've never seen him in it, they just portrayed him as, like, he's still living off the fame he had from that Lindsay Lohan movie, uh, Mean Girls. Yeah. They were, that's, like, all he brought yeah. up, he never brought up his other things, so, just seemed kind of weird Well, to me. it talked, in the intro we talked that he was... Right, but I mean, like, when he was, paid. when they were actually in the show, yeah, I mean, yeah. Right, 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 right. But, uh, yeah, no, that was interesting. Um, I loved Eve Marie's intro. Sorry, I totally cut you off there. Uh, How she's basically, like, she said the exact same thing she said on Total Divas about her character in WWE. (laughs) It was like she was reading the same script. It was hilarious. All Mm -hmm. right, continue. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, It's, it's, uh, she's the least interesting there, and I I think I laughed extra over Tom Green because of 
of uh, uh, him making fun of her, especially right. because I, I hate her so much. And she's safe for the first week, so great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why her? Why her? <laughs> well, because they did schoolyard pick, and she's the one that nobody picked. So yeah. that I understand, but it means she's safe. So, huh? Yeah. No. Mm. I wanted her out first, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, what else did you watch this week? I saw this episode two of The Passage. Did you watch that? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'll, I'll probably continue watching this, to be honest. I mean, it's not great, but it's it's all right, and I can see myself continuing. What do you think? It's getting better. That's for sure. Um, I like this episode more uh, because it wasn't narration, the TV show. This is this actually felt like a real episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's still not great in any way or form, but the story about the Afro-American guy uh, in this test thing that is very very well shot, and his nightmare sequence was amazing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the prisoner. Yeah, you're right. Yes, the prisoner. Yeah. Um, when when they took out his tooth and things like that, that was really really good, and then it felt horish. And that's that's uh, what I missed from the first episode because uh, because the book is so based on horror, it felt like they they took uh, the horror elements of the book more into the episode. Okay, that so makes sense. Great. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Still not great by any means, but it's getting better. I I would rate this episode a six point five, maybe. Okay. Uh, what else did you see? Uh, what would you rate it, by the way? Oh, episode two. I didn't. I didn't really give it a rating. Um. No. But if you think about it, uh, I don't last week. So. Yeah, I guess a five, like middle of the road, probably. So not up from last week, because you gave it 5 last week. Did I? Uh, then 5.5? Yeah. I mean, it's not that much better. The main, the one thing, the main actor, the guy who's the bodyguard kind of guy of her, he's not yeah. very good. He's not very no, good. No, he's not. He's she's not. better of an actor than he is, to be honest. And yeah. she's a little kid, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I watched the first season of Wayne. Have you heard about this? I did. I saw episode one and two, and I was out. I was one, ep- two episodes really? out on this one, yeah. I wrote really? it down here. I saw... The Michael Bay of TV shows. That's what I wrote. Because this was mm. all flash and no substance. It was all loud noises and bright lights, but no real... Uh, no real... Uh, feeling or... Um, movement of the story like in the first two episodes so i was like yeah i'm done with it i saw all 10 episodes and i really really enjoyed it okay uh i i i i like the nihilism of it okay you understand what i mean yeah oh yeah i understand it, that it has a very nihilistic uh form and it's and it's it's very <clears throat> it's very punk modern in its in in its way of portraying uh, the main character Wayne, 
And I like that. And the girlfriend, uh, you know, you know, you know, and the girlfriend, yeah, yeah, in the same way, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I liked about it. I, I understand what you mean that it doesn't really have any substance. <laughs> substance, yeah, right. But but sometimes, uh, sometimes I'm not sure if that matters, and I think it gets better after those uh, two episodes. To be honest with you, I I would agree that. The two first episodes are maybe the worst, especially episode one. Uh, but but I I think it gets better when they they go more on the run uh, from the police and things like that. It gets more interesting and the dynamic between the actors. I think the acting in this is really good actually. So I I don't agree at all. I. Sure. I mean, we disagree on lots of things. I just, like I said, mm-hmm. but do you understand the Michael Bay analogy? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's my problem. So I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get past that, even if, you know, things change storyline-wise in the future. It's not going to change that. Right. So, yeah, that's my real problem. So stylistic difference yeah, th- between us is the only thing we're having here. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, and and, and, and uh, I'm not surprised that you didn't like it. Uh, it's something like I, I, I would think that you wouldn't like, to be honest. Uh, Masked Singer, episode three. Aren't you happy that I'm keeping you informed of this? Right, okay. Uh, Terry Bradshaw was uh, under the mask. Okay, the former football player guy? Right. Yes, yes. And he went out. Okay. What, what was he wearing? Yeah. Was he the... Hip hop, hip hop. Uh, he was the no. He was the one with the weird uh, gas mask. Uh, uh, oh, the and, uh, and peacock. Horns. No, the one with horns. Oh, that okay. Whatever that was, right? Yeah, yes. The one with the weird gas mask and horn. That was Terry Bradshaw. Okay. So, I'm going to keep you still informed in this because I am loving this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't seem like the celebrities are getting any better, so I was right so far. Let's see. Okay, yeah. what else did we see? I saw the first episode of Black Monday on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Did you check this out? Yep. Very funny. Uh, I think this is done by Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, very uh, tongue-in-cheek, very, uh, making... Very. Uh, it's 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 not supposed to, like it it's in a world where it's the 80s but it's um over embellished 80s you know what i mean where it's over the top 80s where the 80s were kind of like this but this is like take it uh you know turn it up to 11 to the max. right yeah. exactly um and i like that about it i thought it was yeah. uh, wacky and very funny and then the so ending funny. of this episode you get a big plot twist that was actually yeah. very cool Almost of yep. uh, Shamalama kind of twist to yeah. it. So um, yep. this this show super high rated for me. I gave this an eight. I gave it uh, eight and a half. I totally agree with you. This was my favorite show of the week. Uh, this is my second favorite of the show. My favorite show was a show that I hopefully you watched. Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Yeah, I did watch uh, Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Do you know why I watched Killer Trigger, Trigger Warning with Killer Mike? Because uh, I told you it was good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the reason. This good show really. is it, it is, is very, so very good. It is uh, so good. 
It's if somebody somebody went on Twitter and wrote down all the ways to troll people on Twitter, and then they yes. made a show in real life about yes. it. <laughs> it's yes. such a troll show. It's the uh, he's just trolling everybody the whole time, and then by the end of it, it's like the most massive troll you could ever be. Uh, the last episode where they like create the their own country, uh, not to, uh, which yeah. is very funny. But uh, and then the part, I think, I think the greatest part favorite. probably was yeah. the instructional videos. Fro, oh my god, yes, so funny. But uh, funny enough, I think my favorite episode was the uh, Coca Cola episode. I really liked the the Crips. Oh right, and the, the, uh, the Crips episode. and the Bloods. Right, they're very yeah. good. And the the best part about this whole show is like he does he does the whole every episode is kind of an individual topic until the end mm -hmm. where he takes all those yes. topics and combines them into the one episode and all the mm -hmm. different groups are. Um, um, melding together and it, it becomes a whole new thing, but it also creates this whole other uh, comedy that it was one kind of comedy and it creates this whole other kind of comedy when you put all the people mm. together. Uh, what's a good way? Oh, the one thing I, I wrote down here is uh, there must have been more Juggalo stuff that they cut out of the show. Yes. Because at the end, the Juggalos are very prominent, but in the the rest of the show, you see them, but they're not as prominent as they make it seem at the end. So I'm guessing they cut out some kind of bit about that. Hmm. I'm, yeah, now, uh, what would you give this? Uh, I give it a nine. Uh, I give it a eight. Okay. I, I, I liked it. I really did. There's a great I, message. Uh, it's very funny, and it's a huge troll. Like you got to understand that is is that it's trolling. Like if you get into it and you're trying to take it seriously, uh, as like kind of one of those shows that's um, doing kind of some kind of social experiment that's supposed to be a serious social experiment. It's not that. It's making fun of social experiments. Yes, yes. But is, uh, uh, like uh, especially when he goes off on that one guy in the uh, in the group. When when they sit around the table, in the oh right, for being uh, racist, right? For being racist, that is one of the most funny things I have ever seen in my entire life. Right, and then they bring him back uh, twice, which is <laughs> yeah. the best part. Yes, yeah, yes, that's that's one. It's such a funny thing. Yeah, anything else? <laughs> uh, that was it for TV this week. Yeah, uh, I think I watched one more thing, didn't I? Uh, I did. Uh, it's called Deadly Class. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, it's very, very, very interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you're going to like this. Uh, it's it's uh, based on a graphic novel, so it's one of those things. Uh, oh, but okay. It, it, yes, uh, but it's. It's uh, on the Sci-Fi Network. Um, it's about this uh, team named uh, Marcus uh, that is uh, like uh, recruited into an academy for the deadly arts. Uh, but sure, <laughs> whatever I that means. Really, yeah. But I really, really like this. Uh, oh, it didn't get great reviews. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I was the only one that liked it. I'm, right. I'm just checking that now. It got 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
A 58 on uh, Metacritic, but an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm closer to IMDb than I'm to Rotten Tomatoes. I would give this first uh, episode that I saw uh, a 6.5, almost 7. So, okay, cool. And it, it's made by the Russo, Russo brothers. Alright. If that tells you anything. Okay, let's move on. Let's see, TV run... Uh, yeah, that's it for TV. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go into our main topic. Nazis, Hitler, uh, yeah. South America. Go. <laughs> go! Go! What is this all about, Look. Apparently, okay. according to multiple people, and apparently there's a TV show, I think, on the History Channel even about this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're not the first ones at the party here. Uh... Adolf Hitler didn't die uh, by shooting himself in the face with a shotgun in Germany. He escaped in a submarine, uh, is what I'm uh, is what I was to understand, and he mm-hmm. escaped to Argentina, where he lived out his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this. This is according to Grey Wolf: The Escape of Adolf Hitler by uh, some authors called Simon Dunstan and. George Williams, they they uh, were the first uh, that said he escaped, uh, and this was under uh, President Peron, who had his wife Evita. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Sure, that right. one, yes. And uh, Hitler uh, allegedly arrived in Argentina uh, first, staying at uh, Sandos San Remos. East of the San Carlos del Barche. Then he moved to the Bavarian styled mansion in Inlaco, a remote and barely a cool spot at the northwest end of Lake Nahul Hapui, close to the Chilean border around 1954. Uh, Eva Brown left Hitler and moved, uh, so she's a rideless as well. Right. Uh, moved to Nequen with their daughter Ursula, and Hitler died in February 1962. Right, and this is according to, like Fro said, to this book called Grey Wolf, uh, The Escape yes, of Adolf Hitler. Escape. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the th- the beginning of the theory, I, I guess, really. And then it moves mm-hmm. from there, but it says here, the theory of Hitler's flight to Argentina has been dismissed by historians, including a guy, Guy Walters who is a British author known for writing about the Second World War, is what I'm saying. He has described uh, the theory as rubbish, adding there's no substance to it at all. It appeals to the deluded fantasies of conspiracy theorists. Uh, He contends it is is simply impossible to believe that so many people could keep such a grand-scale deception so quiet and says no serious historian would give this story any credence... uh, and then in 2014, a controversial docu-series based on the book was produced. Uh, it ended with an extensive list of people who claimed to have seen Hitler in Argentina. Investigators of the History Channel series Hunting Hitler claimed they found previously classified documents and uh, 
to have interviewed witnesses indicating that Hitler escaped from Germany and traveled to South America by U-boat. Uh, he and other Nazis then allegedly plotted uh, the Fourth Reich. Right, and so that was the show I was just talking about, I guess, right? The yeah. Hunting Hitler. Hunting Hitler, yes. Okay. I've never actually seen that. Have you seen that show? Me neither. Okay, no. never seen it. Never. Uh, I knew it was a thing. I've... Never seen it. Yep. Um, it says here, de uh, declassified CA document dating uh, October 3rd, 1955, highlights claims made by former German SSS trooper Philip Citron that Hitler was still alive and that he left Colombia for Argentina, Argentina around January 1955. Enclosed with the document is an alleged photo. Okay. So we should actually maybe talk a little about that then. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go, go to that, yeah, let's go to the first. Uh, because we have an article from the National Interest, which you should uh, never ever trust these people. The National Interest, no. by the way, because they are pro-war. Uh, pro-war uh, news n not newspaper but uh, online publication very pro-war right. yes a 1955 CIA the document reported Hitler survived World War II the figure in the portrait uh, uh, photograph clearly responds, resembles the Nazi leader who committed suicide on April uh, 30th 1945 in his bunker in Berlin, and we see the picture. Oh, you're at the document. Okay, I had gone to the. Oh. I I was gonna read this thing right here. Okay, uh, read that first then. Yeah. And we will go to the document. A code name, uh, Chimladi Three, was contacted uh, September 29, 1955, by a trusted friend who served under his command in Europe, who was presently residing in Maracabo. Uh, the acting intelligence chief of Caracas, uh, oh, Caracas, Venezuela, sent to his supervisor days later on October 3rd, 1955. Uh, the codename Friend stated that during the later part of September 1955, Philip Citrone, former German SS trooper, stated to him confidently that Adolf Hitler is still alive. It continued, mm -hmm. uh, Citrone commented that in as much as 10 years have passed since the end of World War II, the Allies could no longer pr uh, prosecute Hitler as a criminal of war. So that's on the CIA document where we were at uh, the Sec Central Intelligence Agency website, CIA.gov, CIA looking at the actual document here. And that's mm -hmm. uh, what it says under number three is what I just read there. Or no. Right. Right. Yes. Number three. Number three. Yes. Uh, but, uh, what do you think about this picture? Do you think it looks like Hitler? Kind of, I guess. I mean... It looks like Chaplin and Hitler had a child, and this is... Right, okay. Uh, you I mean, what I mean? It's, a ho it's very fuzzy, it's a bad picture, it it's been yes. photocopied out. After, like it's not the original photo; it's a photocopy of right. the photo, which was party, which looks like it was already grainy to begin with. So we're not getting a very mm. good look, but it's a guy with a Hitler mustache sitting next to some other guy. That's all we're. That's what I'm seeing here. He yeah. does. If you look at his hands, 
That is kind of the way uh, I've seen in pictures him sitting. Hitler sat, yeah. With his hands like that and his legs crossed. With his, mm-hmm. I mean, the hands are in a very, very specific position. Um, mm-hmm. But that could just be... If they were trying to fake this, you would try to make it look like that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, the, only, the, the most thing that I will say against this is actually the mustache. Because it looks so fucking fake. It looks too big for his face. It's hard to tell because the quality of the photo, whether that's shadow from his nose, you know what I mean? Or whether that's actually mustache. That could just be shadow. It's hard to tell. Uh, All right, number four on this CIA document. On September 1955, the photo was shown to uh, the secret agent for purposes of getting his reaction to the possibility, uh, veracity of the fantastic story. Uh, obviously he was not in any position to make any comments. Nonetheless, he borrowed the photograph long enough so that the station could take any action deemed advisable. Uh, photostats of this picture were taken or being forwarded. The photograph was to be returned to its owner the following day. The person on the left is allegedly to be Citron, and the person on the right is undoubtedly the person which Citron claims is Hitler. The backside of the photograph contains the following data. Uh, Adolf Schuchtermeyer, Tungen, Columbia, 1954. Mm-hmm. And then it just says attachment one photo. And then we see our photo. Uh, and I guess, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, okay, you see the back of the photo. That's what the cursive, cursive writing is down there below it. So that's the right. back of the photo. Yeah. So and, this is our uh, CIA document that kind of started everything, I guess. And Adolf Schrittelmeier, would you say that was his name? His new name? Schitzel, Schitzel, Schitzelmeier, Meyer, Schitzelmeier, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, should we go into some other reasons? Yeah, let's go to the let's go to the list of reasons why. Uh, people believe that Hitler could have survived uh, the end of World War II, right? Yes, and uh, we have ten, 10 genuine reasons to consider that Hitler really did escape Berlin. And I found this on list of all things. <laughs> right, like I've said, this is not, like, you would think this would be a hugely controversial thing, but it's on the History no. Channel. So, right. <laughs> uh, right. Again, not Trump supporters. Do we have to say that in this part? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not Donald Trump supporters, and we don't especially like Hitler. No, not a fan. Right. Not, a very, very, not really a big fan. No. Uh, but uh, Patagonia, uh, home away from home, Patagonia is the region of Argentina known to the Nazis long before of the start of World War II. Its population was made of German immigrants and then their descendants. The belief in Nazism uh, was rifle and remained uh, so for years after the war. Even the local schools taught the same beliefs as schools in Germany under the Third Reich. It would make sense that Hitler uh, would choose 
Patagonia, uh, or have it chosen for him as a place of refuge. In the mid-1940s, reports shown that the area was closed off like a cold compound with necessary delivered from outside once a week. Mm, that's interesting. It is. Alright. Uh, or actually, this next part. Uh, the water... Uh, interestingly, the waters come right up to this region deep enough to accommodate a submarine on the coast. Ah, that's kind of added to mm -hmm. that. I guess I'll do the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, according to some researchers, Hitler used secret tunnel systems that ran under Berlin and connected to a bunker. Uh, through various levels and connections, he had a small team emerge largely hidden in plain sight in one of the train stations. From there, they made their way to a waiting plane. Supposedly, the station, uh, supposedly, the station used the exit of the tunnel systems uh, is known today as Luftbrook Station. Uh, while filming for, for Hunting Hitler, the History Channel, the producers uncovered the remains of the tunnel system while using sonar equipment. Right. Yeah. This is number nine, secret tunnel, tunnel systems. We, we should make clear where we are on the list. Oh, I mean, it's uh, what, number eight. It's, yeah, it, we're going in order, so it, you know what I mean. Hopefully people yeah. get it. But. Yeah, yeah. Eight, submarine journeys and evidence of the way of stations of Canary Island. Some of the most intriguing clues uh, to predetermined plants were vast amounts of fuel and supplies stored in personally built uh, way stations in Ca Canary Islands. Is that what we call it? Yeah, Canary, Canary Islands. Island? Yeah, like the it's bird, believed that Canary. The, yeah, okay. yes. Uh, it's believed that Hitler flew uh, to Spain shortly after arriving in Denmark, which Franco offered uh, to provide Hitler safe passage from Spain to Gibraltar and then on to the Canary uh, Islands. From there, uh, Hitler and Eva Braun boarded one of submarines in order uh, and other high-ranked uh, Nazi officers boarded one or two others. In further twist, the Germans sent a group of submarines towards New York around the same time. So that's interesting. Uh, so it, it, they sent it there, it says here, appeared to feed false intelligence as they were trying to, uh, that they were trying to launch uh, V-2 missiles. Right. So they were sent a, a decoy submarine group to, to throw them off the trail. That's what, that, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, number seven, numerous sightings by many people. There is no doubt that so many sightings of Hitler were merely cases of mistaken identity and or even a state, even attempted to cash in on conspiracy theories. However, the numerous sightings of Hitler in South America, especially Argentina, are on record, particularly in the decade or so after the end of the war. Mm, yeah, but isn't this like uh, Elvis and Tupac? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is not any evidence. Uh, anyway, I'll continue. No. Anyways. Uh, even back as far as 1954, Joanna Steele wrote that Argentina is teeming with, uh, whoa, Nazi war criminal. I don't know why he said that. I'm not going to say it. Uh, since then, many people have uh, spoken their, of their sightings. So in 1954, a 15-year-old living, uh, let's see, oh, I guess in Argentina, years, uh, years later, she recalled a man had stayed with them. She both recognized and informed... Uh, by Mrs. 
uh, Eschhorn that it was Adolf Hitler. So this little girl says that he stayed with them when she when she was a little girl, I guess. Uh, she went on to say that she was mesmerized by Hitler's voice during the four days that he stayed with their family. Uh, she was so fascinated by his presence, according to her, he had continued to telephone uh, with with the family until 1962. Yeah. Do you mind taking point six as well? Sure. Uh, the almost apprehension of Neko Nekokshi's beach. I don't, I don't know what this that means. Why, 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 why you had me do it? Why I, yeah. On the night, Hitler is thought to be, uh, is thought by many... Like, how, how do I say that name? I don't know. It's not super important, I guess. It's a beach yeah. in South America. It's a beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the night that Hitler is thought, thought to be, uh, by many researchers, have set foot on South American soil, an Argentinian, Argentinian patrol unit missed an opportunity to apprehend him. A short while later, they were seemingly on, uh, seemingly hot on his tail when German soldiers arrested, uh, with German soldiers arrested to boot. But the patrol unit was ordered by their superiors to stand down, forget the matter, and let the prisoners go. So what happened? Uh, the police, uh, had received reports of unusual activity along the coast. Flashing lights were going back and forth from the beach to the point uh, to the point, not that far from shore. A small police unit arrested a German man who was using Morse code signal uh, to, an, to an unidentified vessel in the water. They interrogated the man uh, by the morning of July 28th. The man had admitted to aiding German submarines that wished to unload on the beach. Okay. That's pretty big evidence mm. right there, actually. I mean, not for... Oh, but definitely. Just for, like... Uh, the fact that Germans were going there and unloading things, that's really big evidence. Not that they were unloading Hitler necessary, but yeah. No, no. Uh, point number five, Martin Bormann. Perhaps uh, uh, the person most interested in the high <laughs> ranks of Nazis was Martin Bormann. Slowly, he moved any persons of influence uh, away from Hitler during the war years and thus became uh, Hitler's most trusted confident. Uh, Bormann appears to have uh, been the brains behind Hitler's escape, including he would uh, uh, where he would go and how he would get there. That is, if you subscribe to the conspiracy theories. And with Bormann, there are many. According to some research, uh, Bormann made his way uh, to Patagonia uh, after Hitler's uh, resettlement there. Bormann replied on contact within the Vatican to travel to the south of Italy. From there, he supposedly left Europe. As years went by and Hitler's health declined, it uh, claimed that Bormann distanced himself from the former Fuhrer. Instead of organizing a Fourth Reich, uh, Bormann simply became uh, not ruthless mercenary businessman who was concerned uh, with uh, his personal wealth and influence. Some researchers, including Paul Manning, claimed that Bormann lived well into the early 1980s. It says here he uh, he was still uh, officially missing, although the corpse, uh, although a corpse discovered 
near Leicester Station was identified as his body in 1972, but some researchers, however, believe that it was simply a way to tie up loose ends. Okay. Right. Hitler's death, 1962, number four. According to the claims of Simon Dustin, uh, oh, the Grey Wolf book, right? Adolf Hitler mm-hmm. was in his 70s when he died in February 1962. He had been long abandoned by his wife uh, and by virtually all of his Nazi henchmen. These claims are allegedly based on the papers of Otto Lehmann, who treated him, or who treated Hitler in the final months of his life. Uh,. According to Lehman's notes, Hitler's health rapidly declined in the early weeks of 1962. The doctors often, often heard moans, cries of anguish and despair from his room. Uh, he died the following day after falling into a coma. Incidentally, not everybody buys into the theories that Hitler survived the war. Some attack the Grey Wolf as absurd fantasy, obviously. Of, of course. Three, the pilot that flew Hitler to Denmark. Earlier, we mentioned that Hitler escaped his bunker through a tunnel system under Berlin and continued to a waiting plane. Captain, Not, he, sorry? Nazi treasure train, bro. Remember the Nazi yes. treasure train? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Captain Peter Baugart, uh, former Luftwaffe pilot, claimed that he flew the plane. He started uh, this uh, during a trial in which he was sentenced uh, into five years prison. Uh, for an SS membership. He maintained that he flew Hitler, Eva Braun, and several other high-ranking uh, officers from Berlin to the Danish town of Thunder in May of 1945. Upon their safe arrival, Hitler shook Bowman's hand and transferred a piece of paper into, uh, into it. Uh, when Bauman looked at the paper, it was a check for uh, 20,000 marks. All right, number two, um, the FBI document, obviously we just kind of covered, but it yep. says there's many FBI documents that have been de- declassified since the end of World War II, although none of them conclusively prove that Hitler escaped. Uh, the sheer number of previously classified reports about Hitler's sighting tell us that the FBI took them seriously. And investigated them. And these are just the ones that have been released to the public. Uh, Reports to date uh, to the immediate reports date to the immediate aftermath of the war, suggesting that the intelligence services at the at least entertain the possibility of Hitler's escape. Uh, Many newspapers reports that reports that were based on the intelligence reports uh, also suggested that the escape from his bunker and arrived safely in Argentina. Some mainstream historians blame the Soviet Union for these theories as perhaps it was the first acts of disinformation during the Cold War. Hmm. Interesting. And one assistant of Juan and Eva Peron. Some of the most unsettling claims about Hitler's escape uh, to Argentina concern the support of uh, his uh, retrieve then President Eva Peron and his soon-to-be wife Eva, also known as uh, Avita. Uh, John uh, Peron was uh, more than sympathetic to Nazi ideology, uh, if only f- for a minority gain in power. It claimed that Eva Peron was even more entrailed. She allowed uh, fleeing Nazi f- uh, passage into our Argentina, 
using her status and influence. In change, uh, she accepted treasures, jewelry, and even money stolen from Jewish families that has been murdered in the concentration camps of Europe. Uh, the patrons were close friends with Hitler and supposedly met him several times following the arrival of in Pantagonia after the war. Perhaps this relationship explains why uh, the Nazian police were ordered to stand down in July of 1945, uh, when it appeared uh, they were uh, uh, to step away in one of the biggest arrests of the 20th century. Right, when they saw the guy with the doing the Morse code on the beach right. is what they're talking about. Right, so <clears throat> that Evita movie is not... This changes the way I see that, but okay. Wow. Yeah. All so, right. Let's, so let's, let's go, go to this completely... This yeah, this ridiculous, yeah. clearly fake article that Fro sent me. <laughs> yes. Very, very, very fake uh, article. Uh, but I, 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 I at least found it. Right, it's just clear, clearly fake. Uh, an allegedly 128-year-old man. That's your first sign that this is not real, because that's not even possible, I don't think, to live to be 128. I think, like, the oldest person is, like, 112 or something like that. <sighs> but this man, uh, according to this article, uh, has announced he is, in fact, former Nazi l leader Adolf Hitler and has spent 70 years in hiding. Uh, while he claims the stretch... Uh, uh, while his claims stretched the bounds of believability to the breaking point, they coincide with the discovery of a trove of Nazi mem memorabilia in the company. Uh, speaking in an interview with the local media, the naturalized German Im immigrant explains when he arrived in 1950 or 1945, allegedly with a forgery passport produced by the Gestapo uh, at the conclusion of World War II, identifying him as... Herman Gutherberg, which is like a whole different name than we had just seen, uh, according to that book, at least. Um, mm -hmm. He decided to emerge from his extended period uh, in hiding as Mossad, the Israeli Secret Service, officially abandoned their policy of pursuing Nazi war criminals in 2016. Okay. This is clearly not real so because the guy is 100, not 128 no. years old. So, no, he's not. But look, how silly is this conspiracy theory? I mean, it it's pretty silly. It's 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 taking things and just running with them and just kind because of, like. Yeah. Uh, you because what it what it comes down to is you see these CIA documents to say hey we were we were following up on leads that uh, people had seen him that's kind of what they're going off of as far as the conspiracy theory and like I said that's just as credible as people or, uh, law enforcement following up leads that they somebody saw Tupac in in South America yeah just as or, credible or so when Elvis. that's where your conspiracy theory starts it doesn't yeah. Uh, there's a lot of holes. It's not holding water right away. So, so where on the crazy scale does this rank? Uh, why don't you go first this time? I think it rates uh, nine on the crazy scale. There's so many proof. When I looked into this, 
people uh, uh, are pointing out something that we have not covered yet. And that is that they actually have the fucking skeleton of Hitler. Uh, who does? From his grave. Sorry? Who has it, though? Who has it? Who has the... Uh, the government has, has the... Which, which government? Hitler remains. The uh, German American? one? Oh, the German one. Okay, because I, I, I could have sworn that I had heard... That it, like, the Russians had his, uh... I could be well, wrong. somebody has his remains. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, the point being, we, we have proof of his remains from the fucking bunker. It's nine on the crazy scale. For me. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah. seeing here a 2018 article from May. From the Telegraph.uk. Pro. Mm -hmm. Hitler definitely died in 1945, according to new studies of his teeth. French researchers claim to have put an end to conspiracy theories following Adolf Hitler after studies of his teeth prove he definitely died after taking cyanide and shooting himself in the head in Berlin 1954. The teeth yeah. are authentic. There's no possible doubt. Our study proves that he died. Uh, so, yeah, according to this, at, at least from 2018, they did studies on the skull and the teeth and... They believe that that's him, so. Yeah, that's why it ranks uh, up nine. Uh, it's not getting a ten because it's not impossible, but <laughs> it's nine. Nine. Uh, nine. Look. <laughs> I'm only gonna go like an eight because I don't think this is. <laughs> nine. Nine in German is no. <laughs> I I think I give it an eight because like. Because of the CIA documents that are out there, I can see how you would want to do some research into it to see whether it's this way or that way. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go eight. Yeah. From the Nazis to the Royal Rumble, can we go any more crazy than that? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's a weird transition, but we're doing it. <laughs> Uh, how long is it since you watched Royal Smackdown or, or Raw? Uh, October? Um, right? Yeah, some something like that. Uh, yeah. The end of October, I would think. Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't know. We said it on the show when we stopped. It was, it was the week before uh, the last Saudi Arabia show. I know that. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's the last thing I also watched after, uh, other than the pay-per-view. Uh, but we have a pay-per-view this week, and you and me, we're, we're actually going to watch this, aren't we? Yes, we are, on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. There's something else going on on Sunday, isn't it? Something called a bowl of super. Is it really? The Royal Rumble is the exact think, same day as the Super Bowl? I think so. I have no idea. Will you, go will you Google that while I tell people what the matches are? Sure. When is the uh, I think I think for some strange reason it's the same fucking day. I doubt I that they would book it at the same time. That seems like a very bad idea. No, it says... Yeah. Uh, I think it's the next weekend. Really? Okay. It says February 3rd, so yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
Uh, match number one, Rusev. Uh, that is the champion of the United States Championship. I didn't know that. <laughs> I feel like this is Kamara. the exact same match we saw before we left. I think so. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um, <coughs> I went Rusev. Where are you going? I'm going to go Shinsuke just because you picked Rusev. Okay. Uh, then we have the bar, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Miss and hold your horses, Shane McMahon. Okay. SmackDown Tag Team Championship for <laughs> some reason. I have no clue why. Well, there better be a good video package for that one because I'm confused. Uh, but all right. Yep. Uh, wait, l- I will go with the bar. Okay. Good, because I actually already went Ms. McMahon, so... Cool. Then we have Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, you know. Uh, and it's for the Raw Women's Championship. Who are you going with? I went Rousey. Yep. Uh, this is where we are going to agree. Then we have Oscar versus Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Division, and I will go with Becky Lynch. Uh, I also said Lynch, so. Then we have Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. I will go. Oh, it's you first. Oh, right. Uh, I went Styles. Oh, that's good. I went Bryan. Okay. Then we have uh, Buddy Murphy versus Akara Tusava versus Hido Itami versus Callisto in the Fatal Four Way for the Cruiserweight Championship. I will go with Callisto, I guess. That's a random one. <clears throat> yeah. Right, the champion doesn't have to be pinned in this match. No. Uh, but I, I, I went, what did I say? I said Itami. Tommy? Yes. Then we have Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for uh, the Universal fucking get it out of Brock Lesnar title. Still more talk of him going to UFC. Not sure if it's real or what, but is it my turn? I think it's your turn, actually. Oh, it's my turn. I went Balor? I went Balor as well. We agree. Balor. So... Baylor. Then we are going to do the women's uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, what we've done is picked one uh, random person that we think maybe will make an appearance. One from Raw and one from SmackDown. Right. That's how we did it. So uh, let's do wide... Raw first and then <clears throat> SmackDown and then we'll do the random. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I will... Excuse me. Do Bailey. Okay. For Raw? Yep. And I said Nia Jax. Cool. Uh, who do I pick from SmackDown? Uh, it's not that many people. Uh, Lana. Alright, I went Flair. And then your random? Uh, random. 
Uh, Stephanie McMahon. Okay. Okay. Uh. Oh, Nikki Cross is on this, huh? Uh, okay. but she's not set for Raw or SmackDown. Can I pick her? But that's guaranteed, huh? So I can't pick her. Yeah, um, no, you can't pick her. Uh, Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. She's never gonna then win, was... but. No, no. <laughs> Either is Stephanie McMahon. So. Then we are going to go uh, to the women, uh, men's, and Luke, you. Well, I'm gonna start. start these ones right. Uh, Raw, I said McIntyre. Okay, that was the same thing as well. Me. Uh, fuck. Uh, Elias. That's a good one. Mm. Uh, SmackDown, I said Joe. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, he likes Joe. Yeah. Wow, um, SmackDown is like... Uh, you know what? I'll allow you to, to, if you want to, pick John Cena for your SmackDown pick. Can I? It, yeah, I mean, he's it, technically on both shows, so... Yeah, okay, and if I look I'll... at all these picks, there's nobody else to pick from SmackDown. No, so. no, that's because I had Joe as well. Uh, as like R Truth, yeah, I think R Truth will win. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, I will pick Cena then. Okay, and then you. Uh, oh right, and then we need to come up with a random. Ritual. <sighs> I guess I'll go with uh, Batista, maybe. Okay, and uh, I will really go out left field. And say, uh, oh fucking hell! What is that Japanese wrestler's name that I suddenly forgot his name now? Um, pause for two seconds. <laughs> what is his name? I don't even know who you're talking about. So, Kenny Omega. Okay. <laughs> I suddenly couldn't remember his name. That's fine. Um, pretty, I could have sworn I saw an article that said he was. He said he was definitely not going there, but that doesn't mean anything in wrestling. So no, that means absolutely nothing. And and it like could I mean said, the exact opposite of what he's saying. Like I said, I I really went uh, left field, but I know he has left uh, New New Japan. That is confirmed. So yes. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Oscars. Oscar yeah. news. Yeah, let's do Oscars before we do the TV round. We're not really going to go through every single one, but I'll go through like a bullet. Movie round, do you mean? What did I say? TV round. Oh, oops. <laughs> last oops. week, boy, I was saying everything backwards. I was like Captain Dyslexia last week. <laughs> if you go back and listen to it, I said all these things backwards. You, I mean, I... Captain Dyslexia. <laughs> I mean, you could tell what I was saying, like, as far as, like, the meaning of my sentences, but there was a few times where I th said the exact opposite of what I meant. Uh, whatever. What is your superpower, Captain? <laughs> uh, I, it would probably be moving backwards uh, or something like that, right? Moving backwards in time or uh, being able to read things backwards. So, like, an upside-down newspaper, you can read it. or I don't know. Um... Da, 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 Captain Dyslexia! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, Oscars. Uh, best picture. Well, actually, I'll go through all of these: Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice, which is what? Uh, eight. Eight, eight choices is a lot less than last year, as far as I remember. Um, yeah, I've seen seven out of those uh, eight movies. Okay, let's see. I've seen... So the one you haven't seen is The Favorite? No, The Black Clansman's. Okay. I haven't seen the, fra- the Favorite. I haven't seen Vice. I haven't seen Roma or The Green Book, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. have you seen Black Clansman? Didn't I? I didn't think you seen that. Maybe I hadn't seen it. I, I'd have, I'm going to have to go back and look. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, anything interesting on that? Uh, Melissa McCarthy is up for Best Actress. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Um, anything interesting in Best Actor? Like what? In Would I Like to You or something in the movie is called? Can You Ever Forgive Me? Hey, you were oh. close. <laughs> Uh, Roma is all over this thing uh, as far as Mm -hmm. the list goes Uh, Black Klansman and Vice are both kind of all over this The Favorite is all over this so yeah Mm -hmm. um, we'll be covering this in full detail when we do our Oscars predictions in five weeks, four weeks Yeah. Uh, Yeah. and until then we're going to do all the best pictures Uh, we'll do a breakdown of uh, I guess two of them next week, and then maybe, yeah, uh, two of them each week. Uh, one, one will, Fro will do, and one I will do. I think that's the plan for him, right? Yes. yes. So, yeah, and we'll cover all of the best pictures on the show before we do predictions, and then the week after that, uh, we'll do, and we'll also do Razzies. I forgot about that. We'll do yes. Razzies and Oscar predictions, and then we'll do another show where we um, say who got it right and who got it wrong. Yeah. Like we do every year. I'm usually more excited for the Razzies. Last year, yes, the Razzies right? are way more interesting than <laughs> than the Austin. It is. Yeah. Uh, yes. Especially this it's year, because I don't know. This year, there's not really one um, one place where I see an award that I'm like, oh, that movie needs to get that award. Like even Ballard of Luster uh, Buster Scruggs for best costume design. I'm kind of like. Mm. I don't know if that's where that movie should have been. Um, no. So, yeah. And even, like, best documentary feature? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't... I think there were better documentaries this year than these ones, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, you, you, you haven't seen Roma yet, have you? No. Uh, I will watch it this week. I was gonna. We're yeah. doing it a day early, so I I had watched a few movies already, and then uh, Sunday you, you said, "Hey, we're gonna do it a couple a day early." So I, I never got around mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, I, I'm. It's I'm something you have sure to sit down and have enough hours to pay attention to it because it's subtitled. So I yes. have to have the time yeah. to yeah. So yeah, that w- was my big I, issue. I'm going to guess uh, because I know you. That you will hate Roma. That's my prediction. Alright. We'll see what happens. Talking about movies, uh, I watched some movies this week, have you? I did. Let's see, I watched... Let's begin. Let's see, what did I start with? I guess the first movie I saw was Fahrenheit 11.9. Michael Moore documentary. 
Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen that yet. Um, came out in September, I believe, of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, really, this should have been more it, like, as far as marketing goes, this was marketed as like some something more about Trump than it really was. This you could tell he yeah. started doing this as a, a movie about the Flint water crisis, and mm-hmm. then used Trump as a marketing tool to and also Ooh, to fill yeah. in a lot of the gaps in the in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Everything was so well researched, except for the Trump stuff. It yep. felt like it was just thrown in there, and like he had, yep. like you're watching the parts about um, the Flint water crisis. He's got all this documentation and all these clips yep. from different things, and then when it comes to the Trump stuff, there's no ev- like there's no documentation or backing up anything. Yep. It's just sa- like saying things about Trump, and like I get it, like it works to like make the movie, and I, I really like the movie all, like all together. Um, mm. I really like the message. I thought the message was really good. A uh, very classic mm. Michael Moore, but this is not going to stand up out, stand up like some of his other movies do. Bowling for Columbine, you can watch that now, and all of the kind of um, messages from it uh, can be taken. But in five years, I think this movie is some of the message is going to be lost. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I said when I I, I watched it. I I gave it such a low score. Because of the Hitler, uh, Donald Trump thing. Right, I remember that. Yeah, right, I, but it's so it, and, like it's such a small part, but it is right at the very end. So maybe you yeah. you were just remembering the ending of it because it's such a small part, really. Yeah, it is a really small part of it, and I said it when I I reviewed the movie that without that I would give it an eight out of ten. Uh, uh, but that uh, destroyed. The whole point he was m- making, like oh, did ma- it? Okay. Uh, make making that a part of the documentary at the end, was like uh, a big f you to uh, me that was so interested in all the things leading up to that certain point. Right, and somehow he completely can like left out uh, the lead up to the election, which. It, if would have been right. really integral, integral to the story if you would have added in the Black Lives Matter movement, which led up to the 2016 election, which had a lot to do with uh, why Trump was so popular, because a lot of people yeah. were against that because they're racists, uh, yeah. and that is that kind of that part of it was really true, and it, it was left out. He did cover the whole Bernie thing and him being cheated and all that stuff, so I really mm-hmm. I give him credit for that. Overall, I gave it a seven, pro. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree at all. <laughs> I mean, it had a lot of good messages. They just got lost yeah. in, in the in the Trump stuff. And the biggest problem, like I said, mm. is that they marketed, marketed it as one thing when really it should have been marketed. I would have watched it a hundred times sooner if they would have marketed it as a, a documentary about the Flint water crisis. But that's just me. So. Yeah. And I, I think I gave it a four, and I stand behind that. Okay. Uh, I watched uh, an awful movie this week. Uh, it's called Robin Hood. It came out this week. Uh, ask me why I watched this when I read all the bad reviews. Uh, why did you watch this? I have no fucking clue. Okay. Uh, that's uh, the truth. I didn't think it was good. Well, I have a... 
should I call it a fetish? Well, when it doesn't really, it's not a fetish. I have a, I have a tendency to watch movies that I know I'm going to hate. Like I watched uh, uh, Gotti uh, when I knew Gotti was going to be really, really awful. Robin Hood is a really, really, really good contender for for the Rassis. Okay. Awful, awful movie. All right. Um, I would rate it two point five out of ten. Awesome. How was the Brian Brian Adams music video at the end? Or was there there was one of those? Okay. Uh, another movie I watched. Actually, this was another terrible movie. Uh, the Last Laugh, a Netflix movie with Chevy Chase and Richard Dreyfuss. Fro, two very good comedy actors, actually. Yeah. Uh, it was about two elderly men who are in an old folks' home, and one of them's a promoter, and one of them happens to be. Uh, a, he used to be a stand-up comedian before they retired, obviously, and they decide. Uh, we're old, but we want to go back out on the road and do comedy, and that's the movie. Um, kind of a road trip movie in a way, but also kind of, you know, buddy. it's a buddy road trip movie, except for the older crowd, I guess. Uh, I watched it because I like Chevy Chase and I like Richard Dreyfuss, but overall, this was like a four for me. Not a good movie. I've heard nothing but awful things about this. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Um, I have no interest in watching it whatsoever. There were funny parts, you know what I mean? But overall, it was yeah. a bad movie. So, Hey, I saw the John Wick trailer, <coughs> John Wick 3 trailer this week, so guess what I did? I watched the first two John Wick movies again. I, they are fucking awesome movies. Right, I need I'm, to go back and watch those. I've never seen them. Yeah, I just like so fun movies. Like, especially, yeah, both of them. Just so fucking amazingly fun movies. It's action from start to beginning with a good storyline. Just good action movie. And uh, I'm so looking forward to John Wick Chapter 3. So looking forward to that. Okay. After seeing the two, two other movies. Uh, I saw a movie called Io, Fro. Yeah, I heard about this. Uh, about a, a young woman, I guess. Not really girl. Young woman uh, living at the end of the world, kind of, after the planet's been so polluted that it kills off all the plants. But she's living, like, way up high on a mountain above the, the pollution level, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, uh, she's looking out over the pollution that's covering the rest of the Earth, I guess. But she's living somewhere that's got air. I'm not really sure how that works, but overall it's about her struggle to survive as well as, um, she's questioning whether she should go to Jupiter, Jupiter's moon, actually IO, hence the name of the movie. Um, whether she should leave earth and give up on earth or not, uh, is the point of the movie. I gave this a 3.5. It was awful. Um, it was trying to be very artsy, but it felt uh, creepy. So that's uh, other than that, the movie really went nowhere. Also, it was trying to have wow. this very deep message, uh, and it missed the mark, in my opinion. Oh, that's too bad. I can see the main actress well, being a thing in the future, though. 
but yeah. Okay. What else did you see? You... Nothing. Nothing more. You definitely saw two other movies. <laughs> did I? Yes. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ. Because we talked about them I before talk... the show. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't think about it at all. It was so far uh, behind in my mind. Yeah, yes, you cover the one watch. that I haven't seen, and then we'll do the one that we've both seen last. Yes. Uh, I watched two movies called, uh, uh, well, two different movies about the Fire Festival. Uh, one uh, made by H no, not HBO. Hulu. Uh, Hulu, thank you. Uh, and uh, the first one I watched is called Fire Fraud, and it is the one from Hulu. And uh, I, it is amazing. It goes uh, uh, it goes really deep into uh, McFarlane and. How, who he was, and and uh, it is amazing. I, I just really, really, really enjoyed it. I would give it a, a eight and a half out of ten. Right. Okay. And uh, anybody who doesn't know, Fire Festival was this crazy, s- supposed um, giant music festival that was supposed that kind of happened i guess and then not really it didn't really happen did it it kind of eh, it's hard to say but uh, it was supposed to happen in the bahamas and it was all over the internet i do you remember seeing the ads at the time yeah uh, no uh but i remember that we talked about it at the point oh sure i remember when it when the ads initially came up with the models and everything i remember seeing those all over all over the place youtube uh Facebook, all these different ads all over the place for this thing, and I, rem- I remember, I have a few friends, I mean, I still have a lot of friends um, who are into the rave scene uh, from when I was younger, and they, they, I remember them sending me things that were like, look at this, what is this, what's up with this, and I, I looked into it at the time, and I was like, it's being run, a, like a rave in Bahama being run by Ja Rule? I was like, this cannot go well. <laughs> uh, ja Rule can't have a clue how to throw uh, an electronic music festival. Uh, and it turns out I was right, I guess, in a way. Uh, yeah. But McFarlane was, was in... Uh, that's the biggest difference between the documentaries other than style is that McFarlane is actually in the Hulu one. He's not in the Netflix one. Right, like so we gives, should talk about the Netflix gives, one now, because we haven't actually yeah, talked he, about he, it. He, 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 he gives he gives an interview in the Hulu one, but the uh, Netflix one has all this behind the scenes footage. Is that yes. the difference? Right. Okay. Yeah. So the Netflix one I did see and Fro saw it. I, I it must have been mm-hmm. crazy to watch two back to back documentaries about the same thing. Um, clearly, they were doing I, this. They both put yeah. them out at the same time uh, to kind of compete with each other, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that uh, I think fire uh, fire fraud came out first. I think it came out three days before the other one called right. fire. But in the same week, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's Whoa. doing it today. Uh, yeah. But overall, as far as a movie goes, fire on Netflix, I gave a six point five. Um, yeah. I thought it was very very good. It, it was. Uh, it was everything I thought it would be about as far as the fraud that happened. Um, I was still really annoyed by, especially the kid, 
the redhead kid who is like the festival goer, uh, mm-hmm. and how he was kind of like. He knew there was something up uh, when they asked him to load all this extra money onto this card or whatever, but he still was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it seems okay." And I'm like, "That's the reason those kind of things go through is people, uh, are just accept it and just go with it, even though." I mean, it's just these people have so much money to spend, they don't care where it goes, I guess is the point. Yeah, and I I, I think uh, there's uh, what was kind of missing uh, from the Netflix one, other than that, that it felt a little glacé, if you understand what I mean. It felt a little less raw than the other one. I mean, the, it's a better director than edited of the two, uh, I will say. Okay. Uh, but and of course, there's a lot of more more behind the scenes uh, and more uh, interviews from people like personally involved in creating the the events. Uh, I just think that the film uh, uh, on Hulu was a better uh, uh, movie because it also makes fun of the Netflix Fire uh, uh, Festival movie at the end of the Hulu one. They say, oh, and Netflix is making a version, and that was actually created by the people that was involved with the Fire Festival. So when you watch this uh, Netflix one, uh, and you are aware of that people uh, uh, behind the Fire Festival was involved in making it, it gets a little like different uh, press uh, view of it. Mm, not really to me, because I, I I just assume that because of the whole movie they're trying to uh, salvage the na- the name of the fire app, which right, was right. not which was the name is associated, but the brand itself was. I mean, uh, the app itself almost had nothing to do with the festival. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to see the other one to decide which one I like better. But according to IMDb, Fro, Fire Fraud has 7.2 out of 10. Fire from Netflix has 7.4 out of 10. So they're basically exactly the mm. same. So there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, no. I, 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 are you going to watch the other one? Uh, maybe. We'll see. I kind of felt like I'd watch this and it was like, okay, I've seen this. I'm probably won't watch it this week because I just watched this one, but maybe in the future. Right. Yeah. No, I think it would be interesting to see you comparing those two and see if you agree or disagree with me. Sure. So that's, yeah. But let's talk about a movie that came out last week. It's called Glass and it's all not about drinking glass. Buena Vista. Okay. Animal Lecture? No. <laughs> James, James McEnroy. How oh, I fucking love him. We are fighting for the broken. I love all three actors in this movie. Uh, yeah. I, I would assume this is going to be an alright film. I haven't heard anything super bad about it yet. No, me neither. I specialize and you liked Split, didn't you? Who believe they are supernatural I never saw Split. I, don't I only yeah. saw the first one, yeah. 
you believe you are exceptionally strong. You should watch Split then. Especially before this, because this has a character from Split in it. But you know that, right? Mm-hmm. This is the third one, apparently. Yes, Unbreakable was the first one. Split was the second one, and this is the third one. They've been lying to us all. It's really good actors in it, and uh, it's so strange. You told me uh, about an interview that Mr. Shamlan gave that he, he was never uh, given the opportunity to make uh, a uh, good uh, like cartoon movie. No. That last week uh, I mentioned he had an interview where he said he he had never wanted to make a superhero movie like Marvel superhero or DC. Superhero movie, yes, yes. And that's exactly what he did with uh, with Glass, I've heard. But I, he, he was specifically movie. saying like a DC or Marvel comic book. Oh, right. Okay. Not like, yeah. So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, Glass... Uh, 2002- or uh, 2000's Unbreakable from Tunstone and blah blah blah. Wow, is this ever going to get to the description? Joining from Split <laughs> are James McAvoy reprising his role as the multiple identity who resides with him, and Anna Taylor-Joy as Casey Cook, the only captive to survive the encounter with the Beast. Following the conclusion of Split, Glass finds Dunn pursuing... Crumb's superhuman figure of the beast in a series of escalating encounters while the shadowy presence of Price emerges as an orchestrator who holds secrets critical to both men. Shamalama directed this movie, uh, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, 42% mm -hmm. on Metacritic. Yeah. Um... I, I found uh, one from Connor C. Saying, I don't care what everyone says. Glass will be the movie of the century. That's fucking good praise. Uh, these critics better see it again because they can't see the true potential of the Glass movie. Even though I've, uh, I haven't seen it myself yet, I can tell it will be amazing. So good, Evo mesmerized the trailer. So Rotten Tomatoes, I recommend you consider your score. Please and thank you. So first he says it's going is the movie of the century. Right. But he hasn't watched it yet. Right. <laughs> this is the worst review ever. Okay. <laughs> uh... And uh, <laughs> there's so it's so fucking funny. Uh, I found I found uh, uh, also like uh, it's all people that saying they want to see it. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have any other ones. I was no, waiting no. for a second one. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> all right. I went to the Facebook. Um, Terry Alcorn says, uh, "Ever wake up in the morning after seeing a movie?" And think, WTF? Damn, this movie could have been great. Uh, won't spoil it. It's it's worth a bunch or worth a watch, but the ending was horrible. 
Mm, Eugene Gutierrez says, such a huge disappointment. It wasn't that good. Four out of ten. Spencer Richardson says, man, this movie started out great, but unfortunately fell flat in the last act. How could M. Night uh, F this up so bad? It really should have been just split to the movie because the only character you, you'll care... Because that's the only character you care about in this film. Uh, Wendy Riley says, Saw this last night and loved it so much, we came home and rewatched Unbreakable with at least four of the same actors from 19 years ago. So, mixed yeah. reviews. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's... Uh, that's... Uh, that is one of the things that I find interesting. Uh, another movie that came out this week was called Dragon Ball Super Broly. <laughs> it has uh, a planet destroyed, a powerful race reduced to nothing. After the devastation of the planet Vegeta, three Saiyans were scattered among the stars, destined for different fates. While two of them found home on Earth, uh, the third was raised uh, with a burning desire of vengeance, developed an unbelievable power, and the time for revenge has come. Destiny collide in the battle that will shake the universe to its very core. Goku is back. Who the fuck is Goku? Look, do you know? He's the main character of Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Yes. Okay. Goku is back in training so hard he can face the most powerful foes in the universe have to offer and Vegeta is coming up right beside him but uh, they uh, suddenly have to find himself against an unknown Saiyan which discover a terrible destructive force this has gotten uh, 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb 81% on Rotten Tomatoes it's directed by Taya Nagamini and has people in it. Voice actors, right, because it's a cartoon, yeah. obviously. <clears throat> yep, all right. Um, so which that's the, the only movie. would you go and see? Uh, uh, yeah. gl- glass, probably. Um, yeah, to me, Dragon I, Ball I, I, ended at the end of original Dragon Ball, car- uh, the original Dragon Ball cartoon. After that, I didn't follow anything, and I... Don't really consider it as canon, but a lot of people do, so there you go. Okay. So, do you know that we can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen? And what do you get there, Luke? You can get a 30-day trial and a free Audible book. Uh, you got to keep the book and cancel the subscription if you don't want to continue your, your Audible subscription before 30 days. Really? And you got to keep the book. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. keep the book. That's right. For free, for free. And we get money. And we get money for it. Yeah, it helps Even us if out. If you cancel it, that's right. Hint, hint. <coughs> Do it. <coughs> and it Do doesn't it. cost you a dime, right? A dime. Next week, anything? Uh, no, anything we've uh, forgotten before next week. Uh, let's see. I didn't really have anything else. Um, no? I just wrote down Twitter ruined the internet because that's what I felt like this week is that before Twitter, the internet was a different place. And then Twitter came along and destroyed it. That's my ending thoughts, I think, for this week. Uh, I think BuzzFeed destroyed the internet. BuzzFeed? <laughs> I just think uh, Twitter, like, before Twitter... 
there wasn't like Facebook wasn't even really a thing yet. Uh, it was MySpace and then your your chat rooms and your IRC chats and your AOL uh, things. You know what I mean? Instant messengers and stuff like that. MySpace had been a big thing, but Twitter really once it was that it was the 140 characters that did or what what, what did it used to be? Whatever it used to be, the tiny uh, amount of characters where you, people were communicating in these very brief little messages and it was a way it really i think created the crazy uh climate that we have of people really attacking right away when they see just one sentence of something they go and attack it you know what i mean i think twitter created that whole problem maybe i don't know it's just my thoughts what do you think Hmm. uh it created the mentality of the of the soundbite uh, being like just a thing you just automatically b- read and believe. I think Twitter did I that. Think, I think Facebook is worse than Twitter. Well, That's Facebook, you can write opinion. this big, giant, long post and people, you know what I mean, to really get your point across, where Twitter, yeah. it's this very small amount of uh, characters and it used to be even less, you know what I mean? Um, right. And I think Twitter also was taken over more instantly by corporations as a tool to use to market to people. Where Facebook it is now, but it uh, wasn't for a lot longer than Twitter was. Like instantly Twitter became this thing where celebrities were using it as a platform to uh, announce their celebrity or sell their product or whatever this or that. And uh, yeah, MySpace and Facebook, it took a while for those platforms to turn over to the dark side, I guess, and YouTube as well, where Twitter, it was mm. like, it was instantly already that. That's what my opinion, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Yeah, if anybody um, doesn't agree with me or does agree with me, uh, email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com or write to us on Facebook. Yes. Now we can tell people what we will cover next week. We will talk about news of the week. We will do Royal Rumble results. We will do episode 13 of Manifest. Uh, We will do another digital review of Serenity. Uh, Serenity? I I thought that was that um, uh, science fiction thing. Is it? Uh, yeah, it might be a remake. I don't really know. Yeah. I remember watching a movie called Serenity that was a science Oh, yeah, th- it, I think there was and a TV we, show as well, but I could be wrong. Yeah. A Firefly, wasn't it? And oh, Firefly was, was the TV Serenity? show, and then Serenity was the movie that was, was loosely... Yeah. Right, okay, Based. yes, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I talked about this funny enough this week, so I suddenly uh, remembered back in my brain. Well, I remember uh, it because when I was will... working in the movie theater, it was like the loudest freaking movie. We got complaints from other movie theaters because they could hear the bass from the movie Serenity in the other movie theater. So we had to turn down Serenity uh, to accommodate the other movie theaters. It was so loud. Yeah. And then we will have an interview uh, by Matt. Uh, we will talk talk to Matt uh, about his way uh, out of religion and into atheism. We will talk a lot of about atheism, and that will be an interesting topic. 
Yeah, so I mean, we're all both week. atheists here, uh, but we're really going to get um, an interview with somebody who went out of religion into atheism, which you did, but I didn't, I didn't really yes. ever do. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. But we will we'll talk about, well, we will mainly focus on, 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 on the problems of religion. Uh, so, if you're at all interested in in secular uh, things, you should listen to the show because we're, we're going to talk a lot of shit about religion next week. <laughs> how oh, yeah. dangerous it is and right. how bad it is. <laughs> exactly. And, just, you, so and that, how that. hard it really is to get out. Um, not Yes. I, I, we'll talk about it next week, but not only get out as in get away from the religion, but mentally break oh, yeah. free is a lot harder than people think, so... We will talk about that next week. So, from America, his name is Luke, and my name is Fro, and I'm from Norway. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs>